Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is proudly brought to you by More Beer at www.morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on it. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. There's some sugary water, throw in some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, and it it's going to be good. fine. Studios in Northern California. This is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. The Monday Show. I like your song. Another Monday Show. It's already too long. It's too long of a song. <laughs> All Mondays in the month of June. I know what it's what. It's what been working great, don't you think? Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I like Sundays now. <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. do them all back to back. Well, I get the like whole that. thing. It gives me another night out. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been able to play D and D for three whole weeks. Wow. Yeah. My party and my whole entire crew are almost mutinying against me. Where's JP? He's not here. Who is going to storm the castle without JP? Uh, first of all, it's a keep. keep. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a tomb. We're running the Tomb of Horrors right now. I see. And uh, it's at my house, so no one else can play either. So I have a bunch of over 40-year-olds going, I need to, you know, what's up, bro? This is impossible. I have to spend time with my family now, and this is becoming ridiculous. Uh, clearly, I would rather be storming the keep. It's a tomb, tomb. of horrors. <laughs> of horrors? Horrors. Oh. Horrors. Horrors. I need to get away from my stupid wife and kids and go and and raid the tomb of horrors. <laughs> we're, getting, uh, we're getting messed up right now. We might have a whole party wipe on our hands, but we'll see. What's a party wipe? Where everyone fucking dies. Listen, guys. We are so close to a party wipe. <laughs> and, and JP is out there kicking around in the real world. Uh, yeah, RW for life, dog. <laughs> uh, 
We've never seen a party like the likes of this. We haven't. (laughs) Mine is the oldest character that we're playing because everyone else's has died and I might actually die. I can nearly taste it. It's just in our grasp. The victory or is it defeat? I don't know. (laughs) But Uh. I'll bring the Doritos either way. JP, we beg you, please. Stop working your life away. <laughs> we, we're going to have a party wipe. It's like a cross. Now it's like a cross between Bill Cosby and a nerd. <laughs> oh, it's a party wipe. <laughs> With the pudding and the dice. Oh, shit. All of your contestants are actually relatives of Bill Cosby. <laughs> contestants. That's what you call your friends, right? I, they pretty much are, yeah. Let's go, contestants. That'd be a good name for a German porno. <laughs> Contestants? Party wipe. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's a genre and uh, <laughs> in Adam and Eve. Uh, it should be. Uh, is that a segue? Uh, Turn your mic on. I think I turned you off, too. Because yeah. you weren't here, Doc. You were not here. You were here on time. <laughs> what were you out doing? Storming the castle? No. I was in the car talking to a patient on the phone. Time to talk him down. <laughs> this tooth is killing me, one Doc. one bike at it, not ten. <laughs> No, it's like, I told you to take 10 and don't call me anymore. <laughs> I told you to sedate until I can get there tomorrow. Yeah. Great show planned for you today. We're talking to Victory Brewing Company. Bill Kovaleski, get this, he's the co-founder, the brewmaster, and the president of Victory Brewing Company. I'd like to see it. We're going to have Victory Beer at BNA 8, our anniversary party there in Philadelphia. And uh, I'm excited about it. We've also got some Victory Beer right here in the studio. Oh, excellent. Oh. Uh. People love their Prima Pills, so I'm excited to ask uh, Bill about uh, Pilsner and Lager Brewing. And we have that beer? Yes, we do. Excellent. We also have their Belgian Triple. Ooh. We'll save that till later should, in the show. We huh, should get there. Let's drink it now. Well, we should probably drink it now so when we're we can all enjoy it during the show, and <laughs> our, our uh, listeners can, too. I see. Yeah, you know, uh, they, were, they, uh, they sent some beer. FedEx messed it up, and it didn't come, so I had to scramble and find some at the last second, and I called... You know, five local Bevmos. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys uh, was like, uh, you're like the fourth person today to call and ask if I have victory beer. Ah. So I think we got some listeners well, that were trying to seek here. it out. People out there trying to get it. Yeah. All right. So we are talking to Bill Kovaleski just a little bit later in the show. And as I mentioned, they'll be pouring beer at BNA 8. That's our eighth anniversary party. Uh, it's happening in Philadelphia on June 26th. And there are tickets still available, but they're going fast. They're moving. Is that still going on? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Tickets I, still going on. You mean, the, you mean the party or the ticket sales? I was doing the party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah? Thanks for keeping up, Buck. <laughs> and it is a party, man. It's going to be a great time. Would you uh, like yeah. to know what beers really... Victory is pouring? At the party? Yes. At the party. I would like Their to Their Liberty Bell Ringer, uh, which is a double IPA at 9%. Nice. And then uh, the Braumeister Pills. Love it. Mm. Yes. So I'm stoked about these two things. Two beers from Victory. Where is the website that people can go to to uh, view the beer list? I'm glad you asked, Justin. Uh, phillytapfinder.com slash event slash brewing hyphen networks hyphen BNA8. Or it's listed on our Facebook page, right? Or it's listed on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook or Twitter yeah. or uh, Google Plus. And click the link. And click the link and then you can read the link. Because if you just look at the URL, you don't know what's on it. That's true. You have to click it. I've tried that. Yeah. 
that's true. You got to click the link. Uh, so the list is being updated all the time. Uh, there is actually an awesome selection of beers on there now, but it's not even close to the number of beers that we're going to have. Yeah. And basically, we've got a lot of verbal commitments from breweries, but then Philly Beer Week happened, and they just got busy. All of the distributors yeah. got busy. All the breweries got busy. So they're now just coming back around. We're, we're not posting it until we get the, the final actual commitments instead of just the verbal. But that'll be happening all throughout the week. And I'm telling you that the the beer selection we're looking at is probably going to be better than Pro Night the following night. Oh, it's got to be. Well, that's that's what we <laughs> do. I think man. it will be. We well, throw a party. Because they're bringing special beers, right? Or, we are, we're only yeah. requesting special beers. Right. We don't want it on tap at other places. A couple of them will be on tap at other places, and mm-hmm. that's okay, because we also want to have local breweries be able to participate, uh, and, and a lot of them are, and in the region. But what happened was, originally we thought we were tapped, uh, so to speak, at 30. Uh, oh, yeah. But the, the, the person at the venue said, no, no, no. We're gonna bump. We see. We finally get it. It took them a while, and they're like, "Now, now we get it." Yeah, we're going for sixty. Oh, so man. we're looking at sixty different beers uh, from probably something like uh, forty to fifty different breweries. Uh, it's really the the beer list is looking very impressive. Uh, phillytapfinder.com. It's a rad site. Uh, not only does it good. list the beers that we have uh, right now, but it'll actually tell you what how many bars, other bars, are serving that particular beer. Correct. And most of them are one or two, which means, and I think the yeah. one is us. Yeah, it's just all the yeah. ones that say oh, really? one means yeah, that, that means just that that, that oh, our wow. venue yeah. is the one. That's rad. And that's they give a de- and they give a description of each beer that's being poured and everything. Mm-hmm. So we're actually giving more beer information for this party than we've ever been able to do before. And that's probably because we're not in charge of it. <laughs> well, that's absolutely right. The list uh, is thousands long, as they say. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, go to our Facebook page or Twitter or Google Plus and find all the information, man. It's a real cool site. It's very exciting. And, of course, sponsored by Northern Brewer and Midwest Supplies. They're really pulling out all the stops, rolling out the red carpet, every other cliche you can think of to uh, provide a great party for you. I got a... a, a glimpse of what the goodie bag looks looks like for the 100 vip guests and it's pretty badass and i also got a glimpse at some of the giveaways we're doing for the whole party and really? they're also pretty badass uh plus like i mentioned the beer list plus the entertainment lined up i mean <laughs> we have some badass sponsors dude they yeah. people are really yeah. really throwing it down this year white labs has come on as a sponsor grog tag is a sponsor of the event which i'm very excited about because they're not only a new bn sponsor but their label product is just so damn badass that i'm excited to see them there it's uh, rad they're doing um name tags yeah so they've customized one of their labels to make oh. it name tags and you can write on them and nice it's, cool. yeah it's gonna be amazing nice so it's a good party go get your tickets right now the brewing network philly.eventbrite.com do it now don't complain to me later a ticket's gonna be on sale the day of why does it matter you can buy them right now yeah uh but what about the day of? I need to save up for my mega 20-sided dice because I only have 10 <laughs> pairs and I need 12,000. I haven't decided if I'm going to buy the dice or the ticket yet. <laughs> why, are you, why are you now Mr. Burns? I don't know. <laughs> Smithers. I have no idea. Uh, Buckle my bunions. All right. Uh, there's also a Brewing Network Club booth at Club Night, and that's being organized by one of our listeners. You can go into the forum. Uh, you can also send emails to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, and he will put you in touch with Pat, who's running the thing. And uh, it's going to be a, a good event, Club Night, for us, too. Uh, the club will be located right next to the Brewing Network booth this time, right in the center of the room. Love it. Oh, cool. So um, I love this. I'm excited about that. Me and we're going to get some East Coast beer in there. It'll be cool. 
A couple other announcements. Dr. Homebrew, JP's new show, which, by the way, is getting rave reviews. Thank you. Yeah, every everybody That's I great. talk to, I have not heard. Excellent. And, I, and you know what? Let me put this down as a first, JP. Mm-hmm. Every show that we've put out... Yeah. Has not had 100% good good feedback in the beginning. Right. It's in other words, it's never happened before. That it's always coupled. It's always about 70-30. People are picky, you know, and and it's fine. And then right. we, and then the show kind of hones in and tunes up, and it it ends up being about a 90%. You know, it sells out. Yeah, yours is the only one that I've not heard a single bad thing about oh. the whole time. I've not gotten one email. I've not gotten one That's personal amazing. comment. I've not gotten one thing anywhere saying that there was anything wrong with Doctor Homebrew. Well, thank you very much. Somebody's screening. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. All of that information does come through JP before it gets to me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, so I'm very excited about this new show. Me too, uh, of course, every show has room to grow and get better, and I'm sure that you guys are, are improving it. But I'm telling Always. you, so far, your your success rate is, is fantastic. Search Dr. Homebrew on iTunes, or to make it easy on yourself, you can just plug in thebrewingnetwork.com slash drhomebrew.xml into your RSS thing or your iTunes or however you want to subscribe, and then you'll get all the new shows. I believe there's one coming out this week. Uh, there, let me see. Yeah, actually, this Thursday. week we're going to have uh, two new live shows. Wonderful. Yes. So are you doing that on Thursday? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. So that means not only will you get two new live shows, but you will get a posting of the next show in the lineup, the last show you recorded. That's right. So it's uh, Dr. Homebrew Thursday. Coming up here on the Brewing Network. <laughs> we own Thursdays. Well, the third Thursdays. Anyway, yeah. um, when can I officially throw my weight around to drive a, uh, a tab on the homepage? Uh, Am I Jamil status yet? Or? No, you would have gotten that. You know, fuck you. <laughs> because you know the answer to that question. I know, but I There's just There's only like, one Jamil. That's the answer. And, yeah. and the problem is that my stupid web people aren't finishing what they told me they were going to be done with three weeks ago. Well, if you think uh, the first two episodes of Dr. Homebrew were great, watch out for three and four. Right. Uh, we have been getting better, and I, I appreciate that. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, Lee and Brian are awesome co-hosts, and great. they know what they're doing. All right. Hop Grenade Warheads are still in the store, but they're, those are going pretty quickly. So I would order now. There's going to be a little lapse before we get new ones, and they're badass. Those are those double-walled, uh, insulated, stainless steel growlers, 64-ounce growlers with the BN Army logo on the front. They're just they're just awesome. I've seen some lookalikes out there. Yeah, so have I. They're they're, they're trying, but they're not double-walled, and they're just not the same. Right, and I did see from some breweries doing the double walled ones but they don't have our badass hop grenade on it yeah so that's the that's that the extra support bonus us. yeah they're cool go check it out in the store also you can shop on amazon and that helps us out just click the amazon link on our homepage and then shop as you normally would and we get a little cut of that and it's very helpful a lot of you are doing it we appreciate it uh you can listen on the go with the bn army app um just search bn mobile in iTunes or your Android market, and you'll, you'll be able to get it. Uh, normally, you can watch all this live on justin.tv slash brewing network, but today our cameras are en route to Philadelphia. Our pallet of uh, broadcast equipment left today, and one of the items we do not have uh, a duplicate of is our studio cameras. Wow. So, yeah, so no live video today. You'll just have to listen to our uh, wonderful voices. <laughs> you know. Subscribe like it's radio, right? You'll have to, li- <laughs> yeah, to you'll have to interact with us like it's radio. Uh, <laughs> Just use your imagination. Yeah, 
All right, subscribe and join the BN Army. Uh, recurring donors are entered into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway, which is your chance to win 100 bucks to our wonderful session sponsor, More Beer. You can go over to morebeer.com and check them out, but just click the subscribe link on our homepage there. It's got the little dog tag BN Army thing, and uh, donate. It helps us stay alive around here and enters you to win, and we appreciate every one of you that's been doing it. Some of you have been doing it for years, and I, I can't express my gratitude enough. Thank you. Uh, get all these updates and more over on Twitter and bleak bleak. Facebook. Bleak bleak. I don't even have time for Facebook anymore. I don't. Uh, producer Scott the Jew. Or supposed to hate that way. Uh, send your show ideas over to him, Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, and send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. All right. Uh, do we have a Twitter game? We do have a Twitter game. Uh, Twitter game's brought to you today by Keystone Homebrew Supply. Go to keystonehomebrew.com and check them out. A wonderful sponsor. Great homebrew shop. And uh, Well, uh, let me make a retraction because I said for... I don't know why that they were in uh, Harrisburg last week, yep. and uh, they're not ah. <laughs> at all. Not even close. They have uh, two two locations. One's in Montgomeryville, and one is in Bethlehem. Which one are you going to visit while we're at NHC? The one in um, Downingtown? No, I don't know. I think <laughs> we're going to uh, Montgomeryville. Got I, it. I do believe. Okay. Keystone Homebrew Supply. Check them out at keystonehomebrew.com. What's our Twitter game this week? Well, uh, the uh, uh, Craft Beer Association, or who the hell just... Wow, I just I just botched a whole setup right there. Anyway, there was a list that came out uh, about the top 100 most popular... I think Zymergy actually put it out. Top 100 most popular craft beers. Okay. And uh, no, no stranger to the top of the list, over half of them were IPAs. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, while that's all fine and good, I want to know what people don't like about craft beer. A lot of people like craft beer, and we give craft beer a lot of love, but what could it do to improve? What do people not like about it? Okay. How can we improve craft beer? I love it. Uh, send that to Brewing Network over on Twitter, and that's how we can do that. So, we're gearing up for the National Homebrewers Conference. Uh, this is our last show uh, before we head out there. And then we'll be there for, uh, of course, the entire conference. What you will get is three live shows, uh, potentially four, from the Homebrewers Conference. It always depends on how they work the internet for us. But I know that we have a Brewing Wood style scheduled, and that's Tasty and Jamil doing their thing. Um, I believe the topic for that is going to be Dortmunder Export, as well as talking about some uh, hop topics, uh, in particular, uh, low cohumulone hops. Tasty is what you guys will be working on. Uh, So that'll be a good show. Then there are two different Brew Strong shows that we're doing for that as well. So uh, while you will not have a session for two weeks, um, you will get uh, three new shows coming out of there. Also, we'll go live from Club Night with our Brewers Feud and then put the cameras out on Club Night so you can see the action if you if you weren't able to make it also, um, assuming we have internet there. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I genuinely never know till we get there. I've heard that it's uh, not, but I don't know that for sure. No, no, we're not part of that. Oh, okay, good. If, if we, that's, why, that's what the problem is. Unless it gets ordered uh, directly for us with a dedicated line, which the, that order is always placed, uh, just whether or not the uh, hotel facility is able to come through on the order is, is what happens. <laughs> Whenever they tell us we have to use the public internet that everybody else is using, it doesn't work. We can't. Right. We stream too much uh, data to, good stuff. to work over that. So bullshit was I thinking. I will let you know as soon as I know. Uh, I'll probably know on Wednesday, and then JP will post it up on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and you'll know what time to tune yep. in and all that. Uh, best place will be JTV if we've got the connection we want. You'll be able to uh, watch everything unfold. Oh, I like unfolding. Oh. 
JP's good. already where? How did, how is how can this be yeah. that JP? Are, are you in the future right now? You're wearing a BNA eight t-shirt. Oh, man, let me tell you, dude. I went to this fucking party. It was amazing. <laughs> there was so much good beer. <laughs> right. It was a, oh my god. You have no this idea. Back from the future. The wow. shirts look good. I like our BNA eight logo on that. I think shirt. they look pretty rad. Yeah. yeah. Nice work. Looks yeah. good in between your boobs, your man boobs. What do you mean? Yeah, nothing. Never oh, mind. Okay. Looks- I thought it looked pretty good, actually. But <laughs> I'd look hard for the eight, but okay, I see it. Ah, there's the eight, yeah. You gotta look. It's a it's very clever eight. It is a very clever eight, who, and it should be very who clever. Who designed the logo? Well, I was just about to say, you know who uh, who the concept came from? JP's girlfriend, Taryn. Oh, that's nice. right. She designed the concept, and then we sent it over to uh, the lovely Push Eject yes. uh, to to do our thing to it, to Clean refine it, it and brand it and all that. But the concept came over from Taryn, and I think she did a good job. Yeah, I think so, too. You can meet Taryn if you're going to NHC. <laughs> but stay far away from her. M-E-A-T her. <laughs> Five feet radius at all times. <laughs> She'll be... I don't need her to be pod any more than she already is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to be busy anyway. She's yeah, probably going to be notice. lonely. She's going to like it. She's she's, gonna, and drunk. She doesn't have to go to BNA to be lonely. She'll be one of the five women at the uh, conference, <laughs> and she will love the attention. Uh, she absolutely will, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We do have a booth. We're just kind of giving you a heads up of, of what the week to come is at NHC there. Uh, we will have a booth, as always, in the hospitality suite. So uh, if you've been waiting to get your BN merch, you can buy it from us there. You can also just come hang out with us, which is what we always like to always meet listeners thing. and um, you know drink some beer together. That's also where the shows will happen uh, when Jamil uh, does Brew Strong as well as uh, Brewing with Style. And... Uh, have you guys looked at the seminar list? Tasty, do you ever yeah. go to seminars anymore? <laughs> On the afternoons, yeah. You do? Yeah. More yeah. like seminars. I like pop in. Uh, going is a little bit too big of a commitment. But uh, I like to do that, too. I'm yeah. kind of the same. I go to, uh, I always pick out a couple that, mm-hmm. I, that I'm going to find interesting, uh, or, or sometimes I just go see my friends do, doing their presentations. Yeah, a lot of times, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like you. I'm, I'm good for about 20 minutes before yeah. um, right. the ADD kicks in. Yeah. yeah I, I Looked at a couple of them. I usually go to the ones just that what I want to go to, and then I like to just socialize. Yeah, but uh, they got a couple of them like a couple times. Oh, I want to see that one. I went right next to the other one I want to see. Right, but like, ah. uh, a lot of them they're rerunning, and they've done this for several years they now. Do it on Thursday for the judges yeah. because a lot of people have to judge. They miss the seminars, uh, so oftentimes you will find them. Uh, yeah, they, they they repeat them. But, yeah, uh, just those from Thursday. <laughs> just the, just the Thursday ones, right? But. Uh, no, it's it's the it, it's a couple of them. I'm like, I want to see that one and that one and nothing else during the day, and they're right, right next to each other. And then I look down to the next day, same thing. And then you just end up going and getting drunk and, <laughs> and forget. You're like, well, if I can't go, I might as well. I'm, go. I'm not, I'm not going to sit in the hallway and do nothing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's a, a good thing they repeat them, so that's yeah. cool. Only right. the ones from Thursday. Though. <laughs> so remember that. Don't repeat again. Yeah, they repeat. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> I know that there's a, if you were looking to go to the Homebrewers Conference, which yeah. sold out uh, almost instantly, a couple of people, a couple of BNers were looking to get rid of some tickets. Yeah, which is weird. I know that Keith Mycheck, uh, you can find him under that in, on Facebook, or Milo Fior in the, uh, in the forum, um, is giving away a full, con- not giving, uh, uh, selling, selling yes. a full conference pass, plus uh a VIP BNA eight ticket, which what means happened? you get to go to the dinner and all that. He bought it all instantly, thinking he was going to make it, and he can't make it. Susie, Susie Q, our very own Susie, is also uh, has a, has a pass that what? she's oh, selling she's to the going? conference. Oh. I think she is going. Oh, 
Actually, she has a baby. I think she's going. She didn't clarify. But now no. she's single. Yeah. But I think <laughs> is that what it is? She's leaving. She's leaving Shane behind. I don't know. I'll find out the scoop from her, or maybe she's in the chat room. Uh, but anyhow, there's a couple ways you can still get them on our Brewing Network Facebook page right now. There's a message uh, about Keith's ticket. You can uh, private message me or email me, Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. I'll put you in touch with Keith or Susie. And if you're in the area, you know, I know it's a little late to make accommodations and things, but if you're in Philly or the area. Buy up one of those tickets, man. If yeah. you if you missed out on this conference, it's not coming back your way. You know you should go. And there's a couple opportunities there. Not to mention that great VIP ticket to BNA Eight. I think I'll just throw this out there. You might be able to get a deal on Keith's. I mean, it's down to the wire. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm not saying you should. Uh, oh, I'm not saying you should beat the kid down or anything. But, right. uh, yeah. yeah Presbyterianism. <laughs> you might throw in one of the. Yeah, you might be able to get a deal on the on the two. Um, so send me an email if, you, if you're interested and so I can help those guys out Package, and uh, help you out. Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com is the uh, place to do it. All right. Uh, hey, don't forget about our wonderful sponsor, Adam and Eve. You know, uh, a lot of times this time of year, people's libido heats up. and uh, Well, you know, a lot of guys are leaving their wives and girlfriends uh, for the conference. It's time to leave a little something behind. You better behind. leave something for them to play with besides the neighbor guy. Good call, Tasty. Yeah, you can't leave them. Half cocked. Go to adamandeve.com right now. You can leave them full cocked uh, right. by uh, oh, using yeah. coupon code BNARMY. You can get 50% off just about uh, any item, uh, plus free shipping, plus three free adult DVDs uh, from uh, all sorts of genres. Uh, I mean, just take a look on there, and you'll find the genre for you. What was it? Party Wipe? Uh, is that one? Party Wipe <laughs> is definitely That's one. It's probably a new genre. Yeah. yeah. It's actually what happens after the gangbangs. It's just a clean. It's a behind the scenes. It's a cleanup video. It's that the guy leaves the camera on while the crew comes in to clean up. Yeah, it's the it's for OCD people. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, clean that up. Oh, he missed a spot. Oh god. Oh, it's like me when the hottest thing at the strip club is when they take the alcohol wipe and clean the pole before (laughs) before the next lady comes out. I'm like, oh yeah. He gets all slime off. Clean that, that, sweetheart. It makes you think. What it makes you wonder what the other strippers have. And first of all, you called her a, a performer, I think, instead of an actual stripper. Did I? Yeah, I think you did. No, no. What uh, did I? Don't I've call never had strippers. They don't like that. I've never yeah. had that much respect for a stripper. If you have dancer, if you have twenty <laughs> yeah. bucks, they'll like whatever you want. Uh, I have a lot of two dollar bills. That's what I have. No. Uh, are there strip clubs in Philly that we're going to? Anybody do a little research for me? There's you know, gotta be. you know, a good employee who wants to get in good good with, good with the boss man would be would be like, hey, so hey, I got it all laid out yeah. here. Hey, J Dog, guess what J-Dog. we're doing? <laughs> That's my strip club name. It's J Dog. <laughs> yeah, J Dog to the stage. <laughs> the employee's why, why not the boss man announcing it. <laughs> right, get you up in the booth. <laughs> I'll work for my strippers. That's fine. Uh, anyway, AdamandEve.com, coupon code BNARMY, uh, free gift uh, that's very secretive. It's more secret than the NSA, so I've heard. Ooh, uh, you like my anymore. political joke there? That was kind of modern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the real world. I really I read it, I've, I've read one newspaper in the last month. It's yeah. a prism gift. <laughs> All right, uh, so go check them out, AdamandEve.com. Nathan Smith just made it to the studio. Yay. So also later in the program, we're going to get to, I got to get to a break right now, and we're going to be talking to Victory Brewing Company's Bill Kovaleski here in, uh, in just a few minutes. But also a little bit later on in the program, uh, we're doing a Brewcaster Challenge update. Brewcaster of course, we oh. have uh, uh, Tasty and Nathan competing against each other mm. in, uh, mm-hmm. in wit beer. Hey, Mosk, will you uh, grab that phone that's ringing over there? And uh, by the way, I don't see Bill ready. So you might have to do a little communication for that, too. 
Wit beer update. You guys have both. We're not doing the update now, but you right. both brewed your wit beers, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Things are going well. Okay. They're wit- it's fermenting away, I think. We might have to do a little yeah, betting. After the first couple days, you don't have to check anymore. Oh, we do have to do that, I think. <laughs> well, we're going to find out about uh, their, their... We did find out about their recipes last time. We'll do a little recap. We'll find out about how the brew day went, and we'll have to throw down some bets on... Uh, oh, i got all kinds of secrets. Who's going to win? <laughs> nice. I like but it. Pertaining to the beer. <laughs> well, maybe. Specific to the beer. Between yeah. me and you, it's different, buddy. Now, uh, Nate, you and Nicole are going to NHC. Yep. Okay. That's right. Be there starting Monday. I'll be there all week. You are? Okay. I need a spare liver. Packing my luggage to make it through that trip. <laughs> I heard you can right. pick them up out there. That's a good idea, Doc. Yeah. You know where to go, Doc. Yeah. So, uh, although they're probably all out after the week. Yeah, that's true. Week. Yeah. That's the real reservation. You got to reserve them a little early. Take yes. this call. Uh, a lovely lady named Bridget has some strip club suggestions for us. Oh man, Bridget, my dear, welcome to the program. Bridget to line one. Hi. So you've got some uh, Philly strip club suggestions for me. Yes, I do. Okay, I need them because I'm a bit of a connoisseur. Every city I go to, I like to come away with a report. <laughs> and syphilis. All right, Club Risque. Wait, hang on. Let me... Club Risque. Clever. Clever name. <laughs> uh, and how close is that to the downtown area? Uh, no. Club, Club Risque. Okay, we'll pay Club Risque. And my husband says we'll take you to Club Risque. <laughs> wow. Good man. Right. Oh, if, I, if I take me, that means you're paying my cover charge? <laughs> We're paying your cover charge. And Bridget, are you going along as well? Yes. Oh. It's her favorite club. You know why it's important? And and if you don't know yes. this, you're you you've you, well you've not been to strip clubs enough. Going to strip clubs with a woman changes the entire experience. You get uh, a much better uh, attention and uh, and respect for that matter. You don't get treated like the creepy guy in the oh. corner. You don't get treated like the creepy guy that you are uh, when you go along exactly. with it. Exactly. Right? We, we go, we used to go and it was like date night. And I love it. They would come up, the girls would come up, talk to us, and they got to know us. See, it, it, was, it was a good time. I have always been astutely against date night. I think it means that you've given up. However, if date night were at the strip club, I'm all about it. That's how you can convince me that date night is an acceptable part of a, a married relationship. And uh, Bridget, sounds like you have night. sounds like you have the right idea. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Any so other clubs? We I should, will take you. I would love to. All right. Um, anything else I should know about? There's daydreams. <laughs> daydreams. Daydreams like. is good. Okay. And they are full nude. Uh, can you can you drink in there? Yeah. Alcohol? Yes. Okay. Because oh. California, once uh. they're all nude, you have to buy twenty dollar juice. Yeah, you can't buy drinks. And who wants juice? Who wants to see a naked woman when you're not? You, wait a minute. You don't need full. <laughs> you don't need full nude. That's gross. Uh, I'll, I'll deal with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that sounds like two good suggestions. Uh, it's a you know it's a short week, so I'll have to cram them in, so to speak. <laughs> Ah, Club Risque. Yeah. It is on uh, South Christopher Columbus Boulevard. Ah, uh, see what a let me see. what a wonderful tribute to a wonderful man. <laughs> South. Yeah. Uh, let's see directions. All right, Bridget. Thank you for the information. I look forward to meeting you in Philadelphia. We will see you on Wednesday night at your party. Awesome. We'll see you there. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Wonderful. See, you can always count on our listeners to give me the information I need. Well, you can't count on anyone else here. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's an eight-minute drive under four miles away. Perfect. Yeah.
Sounds like a, a really quick cab ride to me. Just a jaunt down US 30 East, bro. You never walk to a strip club. And I'll tell you why. I, I take that back. You never walk to a strip club unless that strip club is important. Portland. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because everywhere else is not a nice place to walk. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're likely to lose all your dollar bills, yeah. or in, in my high rolling case, $2 bills Ooh. on the way to the strip club. It's like double the amount. Is it bad luck to give a stripper a $2 bill? Like it is a, no. to give a tip in a bar? No. No. As long as it's not the only $2 bill that you leave. Got it. If you leave several $2 bills, no. That's Which fine. Is... You look creepier than normal. I'll admit, right. it's a weird <laughs> thing to do. But somehow I acquired a bunch of them, and I can't think of a better place to spend them, so I, I bring them to strip clubs. And I do think it makes me look odd. But... I also think it puts more money in there, G-strings. So we ju- we just did this as a challenge for my buddy's bachelor party like two weeks ago. Was one of the challenges was put a two dollar bill in a stripper's G-string, and he did it, and she liked it. See it? I mean, it's mm. it's you it's, say something really creepy, like? creepy like hand it to him, be like, "Here's one for each titty." <laughs> I I usually say something like, "I've been collecting these since I was eight. <laughs> they like that. They're like, "Oh, awesome!" Can Great. you get them anymore? I don't know. Yes. I do. For some reason... I mean, can you go down to the bank and say, I want $2 bill? Yes, you can. You for can? My, for my strippers. I don't know how it is. Somewhere along the line, it just became a thing to give them to me. And so, every so often, uh, someone hands me envelopes full of $2 bills. They're supposed to be bad luck. Well... That's, oh, now, hey, we, know. now always, we know. They've always done me right. <laughs> All right, I got to get us to a break. Uh, we're going to be talking to Bill Kovaleski uh, from Victory Brewing when we come back. Hang in there; it's the session. We got a great show. Plus, we'll be talking about the Brewcaster Challenge Wit Beer, and we're going to do some sampling of a couple Wit Beers in here. To uh, I'd like to know how close you guys think you are to our samples. Hang in there; it's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving home brewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5-gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable Serial Killer Grain Mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure Today. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewer Network. The session. 
brewing up our next batch of Radio Gold. Right now. Yeah, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Shout out to my good friend True North listening in San Francisco. May you never get monkeyed, my friend. All right, we got a good show going on today. Right now on the line, Mr. Bill Kovaleski from Victory Brewing Company. Bill, are you with us? Well, hello, Justin. Indeed, I am. Hey, it's nice to meet you. Thanks for being on the program. I am happy to be here. Great. You're pouring beer. Uh, well, you may not do it, do it personally, although you're certainly invited. But uh, we're going to have Victory Beer at our anniversary party, and I'm excited about that. Well, um, that is fantastic. I mean, it wouldn't be a party without some Victory Beer, would it not? I agree. In fact, uh, it was the first name on our list when we knew we were doing the party in Philly, and uh, we all just said, well... We got to go to victory, don't we? So that's awesome. Appreciate yeah. it. Now, Bill, uh, if you don't know, folks at home is the uh, get this co-founder, president, and brewmaster of Victory Brewing Company in uh, Downingtown, PA. Uh, if you want to ask him questions yourself, you can use the phone line triple eight four zero one beer eight 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 four zero one beer, or you can hit the chat button on our homepage. And Bevo's in there right now; she'll take your questions and send them over to me if you've got uh, any questions. Uh, about it. He also manages the uh, Facebook and Twitter feed of Victory. Really? Uh, no, not really. He has a real job. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a stretch. I'm a little bit more act- a lot more active on Twitter than Facebook. There you go. It's easier, isn't it? Why did Scott just insult people who manage Twitter and Facebook accounts? I feel personally hurt. <laughs> He's his light is shining a little brighter by pissing on yours, JP. Yeah, that's an actual job. <laughs> he blew my candle out. Yeah. Uh, now, Bill, tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you got into beer, uh, particularly. Were you a home brewer? Yeah, um, I began home brewing way back when in 1985 as a recent graduate from uh, Temple University's Tyler School of Art here locally. And, um, you know, I have a BFA, which uh, those of you out there who have one know that it stands for Big Frickin' Achievement. Um, it's fairly useless in the early term. So um, I adopted my dad's home brewing kit and uh, really, really enjoyed that whole experience and then was professional within, I guess, five years. Okay. Wow. That's that's a pretty quick progression. And on the on the homebrewing side, mm-hmm. I feel like there are you know people get into it for different reasons. Uh, were you into the science part of brewing or or more the art side? Wow, great question, because I was very much the the opposite of that. The science, um, you know, again, as an art student, I had sort of neglected science the last four or five years of my life leading up to that. And believe it or not, uh, Justin, I had some failed batches, actually. My first three attempts were uh, failed fermentations. So I opened up the books and I learned about the science of brewing, um, which I greatly appreciated. And that led me to the culture of brewing which sort of blew my mind. Um, then I really had everything that I was attracted to. I had the culture, I had the art, I had the, uh, the science all going on at once. Beautiful. Now, if I can ask, because you know most of our listeners are homebrewers also, and some of them brand new, uh, what in particular failed about those fermentations? Well, I wasn't paying attention to sanitation to the level I should have. So um, what I was doing is working with uh, dry yeast packets, which are always sketchy to begin with. Um, and I wasn't doing a proper starter. And again, I don't think I had sanitation down right. So it was really uh, addressing those two issues of um, feeding my yeast properly and uh, sanitizing properly that got me going. Got it. 
Yeah, a couple of the first things that we recommend to people too. Absolutely. Is, uh, uh, you know, a bit of temperature control on that fermentation, mm-hmm. but um, but the proper yeast pitch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like the mo- they're the most important, hands down. Now, what year was it when you adopted uh, Dad's homebrewing kit? It was 1985, so that would have been, you know, the summer of 1985. Okay. And were there, you know, was there a homebrew shop around the corner from you then, or was it hard to get stuff? It was actually kind of difficult. Great question. Um, I was traveling about uh, about 15 miles to a shop um, that was actually uh, primarily a wine and wood stove shop. So they were by no means right. <laughs> concentrating on, on beer supplies, um, but they got better over time. And then George and Nancy um, took over ownership of Home Sweet Homebrew in Philadelphia, and uh, that's really a premier shop. And now we've got a great shop in Downingtown, just you know, less than a mile away from our brewery. So the yes. world is getting much better for this. I love the mom and pops, uh, the small mom and pops that put the two things that they love together. Right. It's such a random thing. <laughs> it is. I saw uh, I saw guitars and guns the other day, <laughs> and it was half the shop was guitars and half of it was ammo. That's not that yeah. random. You remember how gangsters used to carry their guns? <laughs> yeah. Guitar cases. Right. There you go. Wow. <clears throat> Bought my first guitar from a gun shop, actually. Perfect. A Fender Strat copy. <laughs> yeah, it was great. They're both where music to my ears. I need to go there. Actually, you thought you were buying a gun, but you opened the guitar case, and it was exactly. actually a guitar. <laughs> right. Nathan got duped. Uh, totally. How am I going to kill people? I don't know, Doc. I'll find out for you. Somebody sent me the picture because they know that I like the random shops like that. You know, Kill people with Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, let me ask you this. Was Dad a good home brewer? Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, is, you know, my dad's from the coal region of Pennsylvania, you know, very hard scrabble lifestyle. Um, so he was the guy that could make something out of nothing. Uh, he was a consummate gardener, canner, um, you know, pickles, uh, sauerkraut. He made it all, and real, realistically for him, brewing was a way to get his favorite beverage cheaper to his flavor. Got it. Uh, I adopted it for different reasons, but we both share the same appreciation for uh, craft. I love it. I love it. Now, I don't, I believe it maybe back then when your dad was doing it, but when people tell me that they're, they're brewing to make it cheaper now, I don't yeah. buy it. It's no longer that way. It, 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 not so much that ingredients uh, prices have gone up, although they have. It's just that we go nuts with equipment and everything else Absolutely. now. Absolutely. You know. So. Well, and you know, there's the whole there's the whole quality versus quantity slide that exists in every product. I mean, we brew today for flavor, whereas he was brewing for you know fizzy fizzy beer. Right. So before you went pro, did you did you go get uh, uh, actual training as a brewer, or was it just your home brewing experience? You know, I was really fortunate. Now, when I look at it in hindsight, um, my business partner. Ron has been my best friend since the age of 10. And the reason I tell you that story is we kind of pushed one another into it. He actually took the professional leap ahead of me by nearly a year. And his departure from that job at the Baltimore Brewing Company opened up a position, um, which I applied for. So it was actually, in hindsight, very easy for us to get in at the entry level. Um, So I, I don't think it's, you know, I consult plenty of people who want to get into the business of asking these questions. And, you know, despite the fact that there's all these breweries opening, it just it really isn't the same at this point to get in. Okay. I have in my notes that you did an apprenticeship under a German-trained Dutch brewmaster. Is that mm-hmm. the place that you're speaking of? 
So that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So um, in ni- the summer of 1990, I joined the Baltimore Brewing Company, which unfortunately is uh, sadly departed. But um, it had a great, I don't know, 12, 13-year run. I was the first five. Well, I was the years two through six, uh, Ron being year one. And uh, that was opened up by a very talented gentleman by the name of uh, Theo de Grun. Okay. Uh, he is actually the grandson of the gentleman who put together two breweries post-World War II as the Grolsch Brewing uh, Empire. Wow. And, uh, so I guess... Theo got kind of tired of squabbling with his cousins about what color to paint the trucks uh, each year. So he decided to come to the U.S., uh, get an MBA at Duke, and open up a fairly successful brew club in uh, in Baltimore that we really enjoyed. Wow. And you also studied in Munich. Is that right? I did. So um, in 1993, in lieu of... Uh, additional compensation or a raise over my first couple years, um, Theo sent me to the uh, International Course for Brewing Studies, um, which was a very cool program run at Doman's Institute in uh, Munich in uh, in the fall of 1993. Got it. So I bring up this training because Mm -hmm. we're we're tasting your, your Prima Pils right now. Oh, good for you. And I can see why it's so popular. It's just a wonderful Pilsner. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, I mean, as, as Pilsners go, um, I think we've all been subjected to standard European Pilsners, and we know what to expect. Some of them are deliciously nuanced. Uh, some are boring. Um, I think that uh, our experience in brewing Pilsners at the Baltimore Brewing Company gave us an, a window of opportunity to brew a very bold Pilsner. Yeah. And to some extent, redefine what Pilsner was in the United States because, you know, we've been so fortunate with the way craft brewing allows us to revisit all these classic styles and do them in, you know, a, a stronger, more interesting interpretation. Sure. You know, I think what I like about yours is that I agree with you that it's a, a stronger and different interpretation, but I don't like it when, well, it's my personal taste. It, personally, mm-hmm. I, I don't like a Pilsner that has gone too far and I can't taste that it came from a pilsner that it's you know that it's that its heritage was was a pilsner and so i do think while yours has some different traits to it and it's a little bolder i can still really taste the great pilsner malt i can still taste a great lager yeast having gone to work on it i'm not tasting uh you know a strong sense of pepper or other things that i found when people try to go nuts with the pilsner yeah you definitely if you're, if you're making something you're calling a pilsner it should slightly at least resemble <laughs> yeah. the, the style or yeah. else it's not it's like people who say a session ipa right it's not an ipa and i, I like the creativity uh, but i but if i'm going to order something that calls a pill because i i love the style of pilsner i just absolutely love a german pilsner so I think this is a great example of, of an American brewery kind of making it their own, but it hasn't gone so far that I don't call it a pills. You know? Well, I appreciate that, and I think both of you guys bring up a really good point in that you know, there are certain styles where you can sort of accept a, a wide latitude. Uh, Saison, I think, is a good example of, of a style that has wide latitude. But you know, if a pilsner is chewy... Um, it's not a pilsner. It, it's got to be refreshing. Yeah. So, you know... Um, I think that there's a little bit narrower window to shoot for when you call something a pills. I think you're right. And the Bill, uh, what is the ABV in this beer? It seems uh, pretty large, but but uh, by the way, really nice and dry. I really like it. Cool. Yeah, no, I think you certainly get the dryness. There's almost a minerally quality because we use a whole lot of whole flower tetanang hops, which can almost go towards a an irony, metallic 
uh, flavor if they're used in, in excess. But it comes in at 5.3%. Okay. You know, I'm glad that you bring that up too. I wouldn't have put my finger on it till you said it, but the that minerally characteristics is one of the things I'm loving about this. Beer. It makes it kind of sharp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill, what yeah, kind of IBUs? This is a great seafood partner. What, okay. kind of, what kind of IBUs are you shooting for on this beer? Uh, that beer has been measured at uh, 68 IBUs, so it's wow. It's, I love yeah. the hot bitterness to it. It's definitely Me present. Too. It's not uh, harsh or aggressive, but it's it's there. It's Really nice. Well, you know, we kind of glossed over it, but let me bring it up. Um, we use only the whole flower form of hop, um, so I feel that we get a really great flavor to bitterness ratio. The bitterness is there, um, but it's an un- unadulterated bitterness, um, so it doesn't bring a lot of the harshness that you might get. I mean, I'm not here to, to knock other forms of hops, sure. but we've made a clear decision as to what we feel is, is best suited for the beers that we, we envision. Do you think that that some of the harshness from pellets it just comes from the sheer amount of of vegetable matter and it all being crushed together and things like that i I do the the processing the heat of the extrusion um you know there there is definitely a denaturing that occurs and uh subjects some of the the vegetal aspects of the, the vine and the flowers um to an abuse where harsher flavors can can be aggregated so um it's something that we just seek to avoid, and uh, we've again we've used that as a as a hallmark of our brewing, and therefore we brew towards the whole flower hop. So it's a really it's a process decision um, that I think we execute well. Yeah, you don't use pellets in the brew house at all. We don't. There was no. a time, you know, early on when you know up to five percent of of the the uh, the brews, you know, up to five percent of the volume. Um, would be pellet hops, but that was because we weren't ahead of the curve and we weren't talking with the suppliers and ensuring that at harvest time we were get we were securing everything in whole flower form. So um, the only time we really introduce pellets now is when something is uh, new and experimental, and uh, it's the only way we can get our hands on it. Essentially, when it's you know it's already been processed, and, and, and a grower says to us, "Hey, would you like to try this?" Got it. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the bitterness, Nate, because it's one of the things I really like about it. It is up there, but it, like you said, it's neither harsh, uh, it's not overbearing, but it's like, I mean, a, a, was is it Czech style? Original pills like that was supposed to be more on the on the bitter side. Well, and Bill's talking about dryness in a beer like this, too, and it really accentuates that yeah. in this context as well. Yeah, I'm calling dibs on the rest of this. <laughs> I think that one thing that might be maybe misread as as uh, as, as bitterness or, or harshness is, um, you know, the beer can get prima pills can certainly end with almost an ash like dryness. I mean, mm. you know, you, you, you taste a super dry bitterness almost, and, and I'll use the term again just in case it uh, works the second time. But ash ashen, you know, um, and I think it's. Uh, part and parcel of the flavor it's there it's just not overwhelming yeah well the other kudos i'll give you while we're at it is we have a bottled version that we found in a liquor store here uh and you know what it's holding up great oh yeah i don't know how long it's been there but it's holding up fantastic well um if you want to do a little bit of uh investigative work um on the shoulder of the bottle you should probably see some faint white uh etching that might give you a best by date. We've always been good about putting the a best by date either laser etched into the bottle yeah. or 
onto the label um how well it reads um you know that's the variable i can see it my eyes are terrible but i'm seeing i think april 12th yeah my april 3 is mine there you go 12 3 it's all the same (laughs) so but still april of this year so it's a little past the best buy and holding up like to me like it's a fresh pilsner tastes good uh yeah a good job on that. And just to, you know, briefly talk about that, because I, I know homebrewers, you know, we don't have access to this type of equipment, but have you guys invested in one of these kind of newer state-of-the-art bottling lines to, to deal with uh, oxygen and things like that? Well, uh, you know, state-of-the-art has been, you know, sta- re- remains a moving target. Um, the technology we invested in was uh, back to 2002. Okay. Uh, so we have a, um, a 40-head Crohn's filler uh, brand new in 2002, and uh, we have invested along the way in um, DO, dissolved oxygen, uh, measuring equipment. So everything is being measured and, and tweaks continue uh, to optimize the equipment. But overall, we're very pleased with um, what we're getting out of that bottling line. Yeah, well, you should be. It's coming out well. And you guys are uh, opening a new facility as well. Is that right? Well, we are. Your amazing thirst and the thirst of your audience has caused us to uh, roll the dice and build a second brewery um, a mere 17 miles from where our brewery is uh, right now in Downingtown, center of uh, Chester County, Pennsylvania, directly between Philadelphia and Lancaster, PA. Um, the second brewery is really designed as a production brewery. Um, we're, it's, we're at this moment installing a 200-barrel brew house. Uh, so it'll have an initial capacity of 225,000 barrels a year um, because Downingtown will not be able to produce anything more than 105,000 barrels per year. Okay. Wait, it's not going to be in North Carolina. That's what you're telling me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Back in the trend. <laughs> in North Carolina. It's beautiful, but uh, it's getting crowded. Now, you know, I, I usually avoid this question. I, I think it's a it's a, a weird question to ask people, or at least a weird question to answer. But I, I just I feel compelled to ask you, especially because you you started the company with your best friend that you've known since the third grade, and of course you you started as a home brewer. It, uh, I don't want you to be embarrassed. I'll answer the question: boxer, <laughs> not briefs. <laughs> right, done. Thank you. And your and your partner, he's the same. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to know if you anticipated, you know, when you and be honest with me, you said, "All right, look, guys, we're gonna we're gonna open a brewery. We're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna throw it on the line. We're gonna open a big brewery." Did you think that you were gonna see this kind of success? That you'd be opening a, a you know, two hundred barrel brewery uh, several years down the road? I love this question because it, it it really is a fundamentally important one. Um, let me answer it with with two shots at it. Number one, yeah, we expected to be successful. We wrote a business plan based on success. Um, not that we, you know, knew everything that we were heading into, but we, you know, we risked our family's future on this. So we were determined, um, to make this work. Did we expect this level of success? No. Um, we feel so grateful that, um, America has learned to eat better foods, drink better beers, that integrity and character and products matters now because um, that has opened up a really wide audience of appreciation that in 1994 when we were writing our business plan we could not in our wildest dreams have envisioned. Right. And you know that's kind of why I asked you this question too the fact mm-hmm. that you guys opened or you know started in in 94 and I think opened in 95 if I have that right. Um 
that our palate in America really has changed, not just for beer, but for food. I can, eat, I, I'm, I can use myself as an example. I lived on fast food growing up in the desert as yeah. a kid. And in 95, I, you know, I didn't care about local anything. Absolutely or, not. And, however, 10 years later, uh, you won't find me. You, know, you wouldn't have found me at a fast food joint. And I really changed the way I thought about things. And I think that that... You know, you didn't maybe see that. I, I I can't imagine you could see that coming when you opened in '95. You know, no, didn't see that coming. But your observations are spot on. I mean, and it's not just you and I. It's uh, it's an ever ever growing um, group of people that recognize integrity and quality and, and place value on that. Right. Well, good. C- congratulations. Good for you. Damn it. Congratulations to all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're and we're all benefiting from it, of course, and but just the number of craft breweries. But, but you know, not everybody's doing it as well as Victor. You guys are really doing a fine job over there. So, I will say though, uh, um, a Western bacon cheeseburger from Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, it's hard. No, I'm, no I don't have it. But uh, God damn, that was a good freaking burger. <laughs> right? Well, you, know, you don't Jack? want your body to like reject all the fine food. It's got to have a little bit of balance. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like a good beer. How can you know beauty without ugliness? That's what I always say. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, let's do this. I got to take a quick break. Uh, we've got a little bit more beer to try from Bill and, of course, more questions. And you can send your questions, too. Uh, hit the chat button or call us up, 888-401-BEER. Uh, Bill, can you hang in there for a second? We'll be right back. I'm all yours. All right. Hang in there, guys. It's Victory Brewing. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. What could be better than great blues music and great beer? Rock your summer right at the 4th Annual Pleasant Hill Blues and Brews Festival. Saturday, July 27th from noon to 6 p.m. Come enjoy tasty beer, delicious food, and free live music. Featuring the Candy Cane Band, the Chris Cane Band, and many more. Unlimited beer tasting and VIP access available at beautiful Pleasant Hill Park. More than 25 of the best in some of the newest Bay Area breweries will be on hand. 
like Lagunitas, the 21st Amendment, Sierra Nevada, Heretic, Lost Coast, Rocksteady, and Almanac Brewing. Get your tickets right now for the Blues and Brews Festival at bluesandbrewsfestival.com. And new this year, Friday night will be a pre-party concert. From 6 to 9 p.m., come enjoy the music of the Big Jangle. Don't miss the Pleasant Hill Blues and Brews Festival for great blues and great brews. Get your tickets today. Attend, huh? Getting tired of the same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah. Barbecues with the guys. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer law. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What's funny is brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a short beer. Short beer. The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
right. Welcome back to the program, boys and girls. Thanks for tuning in. You can go right now to victorybeer.com and see the website of our guest, uh, Victory Brewing Company. We're talking to Bill. Uh, he's the brewmaster over there, plus the co-founder, plus the president, plus probably the janitor on some days, if, if I had to guess. Keep that one quiet. <laughs> right. Uh, I got a phone call at the break before we move on from Prima Pills. Uh, can, we we got, can we never move on from Prima Pills? <laughs> know, it's so good. Uh, we got Casey on the line. Casey, what's happening? Hey, I uh, just listened to the session. Had a couple questions for Bill. Go for it. Hey, Casey. Um, my, both, of them, both of them are related to Prima Pills. Um, I was wondering about the, the hops he used in Prima Pills. Were they all like uh, check saws and did he use any sort of um, American origin and did he use a 60 minute addition of like a clean bittering hop or did he just go with like uh, the flavor and low alpha hops all the way through Bill? Yeah great questions um, so we're working with uh, all noble varieties of hops we've got um, if you were listening earlier we've got a whole lot of Tetanang or Tetanang in there we do have uh, Czech Zotzer and that's pretty much the end of things uh, we also have in there our Hollertal, uh, and we also have uh, Hollertal Middlefru, and we also have um, our Spalt Select. But uh, Tetanang and Zots really lead the way, um, and we are in the kettle at 60 minutes with uh, a bit of bittering hops, but again, they're all the low-alpha varieties that I just identified. All right. You have another question? Right um, yeah, it was uh, yeast-related. I was just curious if there was a yeast um, available to home brewers that... Um, was similar or the same uh, to the yeast that he uses within uh, uh, Prima Pills? Good question. Bill. Yeah, fantastic. Um, we actually have a whole slew of lager yeast strains. We have more uh, yeast than we have brewers. We're up, wow. we're up to 45 uh, yeast in our, uh, in our uh, freezer. But um, So the thing that we rely on the most is the Lion Stefan lager yeast. So it is commercially available from uh, your suppliers, and uh, it's just a workhorse, and it's super clean. Beautiful. Thanks for the call, Casey. Appreciate it. Uh, you are probably the first uh, guest we've had on here that admits to having that much yeast around, that many different varieties. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's an admission so much. I'm not sure that uh, many of my peers, you know, keep that many yeasts around. I think it's a it's a growing trend, but we've always placed an emphasis on, on yeast management uh, because it's sort of like, you know, paints on a palette. You want to have a, a wide spectrum. But you wouldn't change the yeast for a staple like Prima Pills, I'm assuming. You know, I, I wouldn't say we wouldn't. Um, we know that, that the yeast that we're utilizing is, is perfect for what we're achieving. But um, as, as anyone who brews recognizes, Mother Nature throws you curveballs on your other ingredients uh, every fall. And so you're always adapting. You're always responding to changes within your ingredients. And, um, you know, we certainly, with a, 20, with a 50 barrel brew house right now that we can brew down to about 35 barrels, uh, we do experiment with things. Um, they don't necessarily come out and become part of the, uh, part of the general releases, but we are playing around with yeast and, uh, we're always looking for ways to, uh, get closer to the vision that we have of, of perfection. Got it. So that it, that sounds to me like we might be able to taste some some small batch pilsner at the brewery or, or some maybe local locations, but 
But the prima well, that I know, find on the shelf. Since we've been doing something called Braumeister pills. And Braumeister's concept is to uh, execute the prima pills in terms of the, uh, the malt bill uh, in the brew house, but go at it with a single hop instead of four. And in this experiment, we get to taste the purity of a single variety of hop, and it helps us experiment and make decisions based off of that. Um, so when you're in our area, um, and even down into you know Stone Brewing Company's territory, they service the Southern California market for us. You'll see Braumeister pills um, appearing on draft from time to time. Nice. And we've been doing it, like I said, since 2001. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun for us. Damn that San Diego and they're stoned. They, they get all the good beers down there because of their distribution arm. Damn it. It's not fair. That's not fair. We yeah, that's a real it. craft beer distributor there. We don't have that. We went into the wrong business, Tasty. Yeah, no. I mean, had we had any like desire to actually work for a living, we would have opened a distributor up here. Or money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or money. Right. Uh, uh, Bill, let me ask you this. Uh, we, we talked about kind of your beginnings back in, in 95, uh, what were the first beers that you started with, and, and why did you choose those? We opened up our brewery with only three beers on tap. We were, you know, we were in a rush to get the doors open and start seeing some revenues come in the door, but we had a lineup that we felt uh, solidly represented the, um, the ability of Southeastern PA to appreciate beer. Um, we had friends in the Stouts Brewing Company just west of us who had opened like in 1986 or 87 that were doing a great job with lager beers. So we opened up with two lagers. We opened up with um, an export style lager called Brandywine Valley Lager. And we opened up with an Oktoberfest Meritzen style called Victory Fest Beer. And we opened up with what we thought was going to be the dark horse and probably no one would like it because it was so bitter was the Hop Devil IPA. Okay. And um, we were really surprised when we uh, you know brought our initial restaurant staff in um, and exposed them to the beers that we had in the fermenters and you know they they really dug the uh, the hop devil so uh, that was eye-opening for us what an awesome uh, way to be wrong because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was probably your your guys favorite too you know the hop devil you just thought maybe it wouldn't be everybody else's well, it, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, to us, it was clearly the most exciting. Yet at the same time, making you know a, a delicious, true to style Meritzen yeah. going to the seventies when they were rich and malty and amber, um, that was totally exciting to us. But uh, yeah, it was fun. What's your What's your best selling beer now? Our best-selling beer remains the Hop Devil, but it's getting serious competition from our Golden Monkey, our Belgian-style triple. Okay. Is that the one we have in front of us right now? Yes, indeed. Yep. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Did you guys try this one yet? Yeah, I just took a sip. Oh, okay. Good. Now, this one we found locally as well, which is nice to see. Uh, was it a BevMo that had it? or No, it was a little specialty grocery store that I'd never been to, about uh, 10 miles out. Okay. So I guess our Beer Finder app kind of connected you to a new specialty store. Yes, with very good-looking checkout girls, as I was saying off the air before the show. Oh, wonderful. So there's tons of reasons well, to go there. that's a feature of the beer finder we ought to add. That's what I was just kidding. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, get, so version 2.0, Bill, <laughs> needs to have that. Why do you think they call her a checkout girl? <laughs> Thong point oh. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Bill Kovaleski uh, from Victory Brewing Company. You can go to victorybeer.com and, and read about the things we're talking about. Where can people get the Beer Finder app? 
Um, it's available on both the um, the Android and uh, Android Market and uh, iTunes Store. It's a free app that we created about a year and a half ago, and it's really cool for you engineers out there because it actually leverages the databases that our wholesalers utilize to ship their products to retailers. So it's drawing real information about product shipments. Um, unfortunately, it's slightly delayed uh, because it's dealing with you know the, the purchases by those retailers. Um, but uh, it's real information. These are real accounts where this beer is ending up. I love it. That's a great feature, isn't it? Yeah. This year, I think you're paving the way for what breweries should be doing. That's a great app. Easily, you have to make it easy for your customers to connect. Yeah. Love yeah, it. well, when we wrote our business plan, we thought an 800 number was going to be so important. And then this amazing thing called the Internet happened. <laughs> right. What is that? I still yeah. don't even understand it. We're on it right now. You have the Internet? Uh, we, have, we we still use Prodigy over here. <laughs> uh, <don't>. Dial up. <laughs> 899. <laughs> he still knows the price. <laughs> yeah. So, Bill, what's the yeast in this beer? It uh, doesn't have the traditional uh, phenolics that I associate with a triple. Yeah, so um, that that's an interesting question because we've played around with the yeast on that. We um, began with a proprietary yeast that came to us from uh, from a trip that friends of ours had taken to Belgium, and um, then basically we found an Abbey yeast that was commercially available that uh, achieved the same effects. So. Um, how these yeasts may have been separated in lineage at some point, I, I don't know, but they, they achieve the same effect. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it's commercially available yeast that's, uh, that you're enjoying right now. And for what would homebrewers know that as? Um, if they want to be duplicating that, they want to be looking at the West Mall yeast. Okay. Okay. Thanks. I'm glad you bring that up too, Tasty, because I'm not a triple fan. And it's because of the phenolics that you mentioned are different in this beer. The other thing that surprises me about this beer is the the fruit characteristics that are present, which is also what I generally don't like about a triple. I like okay. I, I like in this beer. It's, there's a little bit of banana. There's a little bit of uh, of watermelon or, or some kind of a melon. Yeah, watermelon. And I like that better than the traditional fruit phenolics I find in other triples that make me turn away from triples. Yeah, honeydew. Ice. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. There's some spices in this beer, too. Some of that might be uh, part of that effect. From the yeast, you think? No, or it's added spices. There's spices added, yeah. If uh, you give us a hint, Bill, what the realm of those might be. Wait, before he does, can you guess what you think they are, Nate? I can't. No. Uh, Anybody? I'm going to guess watermelon. Some sort of zest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Some zest or something. Uh, cardamom. Orange. Cardamom says I doc. I think definitely Coriander? Hmm. You get cold. I get cardamom I'm for some sure. good guesses. Um, actually, it's actually down to one single edition, and it is crushed coriander seed. Oh, wow. Um, nice. Which is, for us, I mean, I, th- I heard cardamom, and, and I'm a big fan of that spice. It's wonderful. Um, but what you get, the difference between the two is, whereas cardamom is, is sort of warming, more like a baked, like a cookie kind of quality, um, what you get out of the coriander is certainly an earthy dryness. And um, it certainly is a great uh, substitute for you know the the Belgian or English Kent hops that would have normally been used in a beer like this, so we don't really skimp on the hops, but we make sure that we get um, the spicing right so that you get the same type of impression, but from a different angle. Okay. Yeah. What about the temperature of fermentation on this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually really hot. 
high. Yeah. Can you give us a range or even the number? Yeah, that one's uh, that one's over seventy degrees. Wow. Mm-hmm. See again, and and with the like you mentioned, tasty without the phenolics in there. Yeah, I'm surprised. I was going to say it was really low to, to restrict the phenolics. It's not that there are none. It's just no, it's that just, they're subdued, yeah. right? Or they're different. It's something to consider, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking to guys trained in lager beer brewing, so a little bit of secondary conditioning and a little bit of patience can go a long way of uh-huh. you know bringing some of those uh, wild flavors back into uh, you know constraining them and, bring, and restraining them a bit. Interesting. So you're essentially saying that there's some cleanup that takes place afterward. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. correct. Okay. So this is an ale, but you treated it like a lager on the conditioning side. It, it doesn't get a full lager treatment, but, um, you know, again, we let things go wild during fermentation. And with that vigorous fermentation, we develop some great flavors, and we also blow off a lot of VOCs um, during the process. And then we're able to reduce the temperature post-fermentation and hold it for aging uh, slightly so that we can actually uh, we can clean it up. As you said. Got it. Well, I'll tell you, I am pleased to find a triple that I can order. Because, <laughs> what, well, when I started getting into Belgian beers, I liked them. They had all these new flavors uh-huh. that I had never tasted. Yeah. But uh, over time, a lot of those flavors became offensive to me. And, and uh, most of them were phenolics, but some of them were also like the, the fruit. I didn't like clove flavors and things like that that were coming through. So I stopped ordering them because I, I just... Mm. But this is one. It's right in my wheelhouse. I, I think so. I think some of those are, um, uh, I don't know about offensive, but they're they're very narrow. And so you taste it and you go, okay, I know what that is. That's that clove thing. I'm over it. I yeah. think you get over it real fast. Yeah. That, at least that was my problem with uh, with Belgian beers. But yeah, this has none of that. Yeah. So I really enjoy it. I think it. it's pretty impressive, too, that it's nearly the top of their production right behind Hop Devil. Well, that's true. That's that pretty is cool. impressive. Did you see that happening recently, Bill, or was that something that had been... No, it's prominent. been going on strong for a long time, and, and it's interesting because I think it allows us, believe it or not, Golden Monkey is something of an entry-level beer. Um, I, I, not to say that those who enjoy it don't have a great palate, um, but you know, a lot of college students do the math when they're doing their beer purchase. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a 9.5% beer can deliver in terms of effect. And it's a delicious version of that. So we've got a lot of those people uh, going into it. And it's another another funny thing that you'll see is that um, within the, uh, the culinary community, the restaurant community, um, you know, if you get off shift at 1 a.m., um, you don't have too many opportunities to uh, to catch up with the rest of the crowd. <laughs> right. So Gold Monkey has become a very popular beer within culinary circles because it's delicious and uh, it achieves an effect. I'm so glad that you are willing to say that as an attractive part of the beer because I was going to make a joke about how victory beer fans must really like a high alcohol beer. But there are some actual reasons to choose a higher alcohol beer. One being college students. That's an easy one. Well, yeah. But I love even listening to You're right. If you're starting late at night. Give me a give me a quick injection in a tasty beer. Let me catch up quick, and I'll take it. A cocktail beer, yeah. It's exactly yeah. rather than a rather than a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. So you do a barrel aged version of this too, right? Oh, uh, we do. Yeah, and I'm definitely hoping that um, you know, come January of next year, you guys have an opportunity to try it. We we made our production quite limited. We're working with a great California winery, the uh, Wente Family Winery in Livermore. I used to work and there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's not too far from here. I was a bartender for them. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, 
We've got a relationship going with them, so we've got uh, both red and white wine barrels coming our way, um, and we did Golden Monkey in uh, their Chardonnay barrels for a three-month aging, and the complexity and the change that occurred was really some, you know, nothing short of spectacular. And we called that beer White Monkey because of the, <laughs> you know, the uh, color of the wine that had been in that uh, barrel before. Um, and it was very, very interesting because there were a lot of our consumers that um, were sort of misled thinking, not misled, but uh, initially tasted it and said, oh, this is a bourbon beer. Because many people don't know how to separate the vanillin characters out of the tannins in the wood mm-hmm. and recognize that that's a quality of the wood, not the, not a quality of the alcohol. Right. So, yeah. um, it really had a, a wide ranging characteristic to it. There was couple times drinking it that I swear I was drinking a liquid snickerdoodle cookie because there was cinnamon popping out of it. There was all kinds of great stuff. If anybody can get, uh, they, they do a couple Chardonnays. Their, their best one is called Riva Ranch. And uh-huh. I don't know if those are the barrels you got. I imagine that they blend from all the barrels anyway. Yeah. But my point is, uh, and I don't have the white monkey in front of us, but the wine is good enough. That if you can if you can get a hold of the Wenty Chardonnay, the Riva Ranch, uh, I think it'd probably make for a pretty impressive side by side to taste the White Monkey and the mm-hmm. wine and see if you can pick out any of those flavors together. Um, and I don't really like white wine, but that's one that's pretty tasty. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So isn't the ABV the same on the the barrel age version? It is actually. So I mean, when we receive the barrels, they've actually been completely purged, and we have to subject them to. Um, a hot water cleaning as well. So we're not picking up alcohol out of the barrels. We're picking out uh, all of the other residual characteristics that the barrel brings along with it, which is fine by us. That's what we're looking to do. Um, From a TTB, tax and trade standard um, regulation, you can actually add, well, it's illegal to add alcohol from another source in your brewing process. So, you know, if we were taking a, an incompletely drained barrel and fermenting beer in it, that would be a no-no. Okay. Is that, is that common? Do, do, have we heard of those uh, barrel-aged beers that, don't, that are the same ABV as the base beer that went into it? Is that, I feel like I've never seen that before. Yeah, we have, and often for the same reason that Bill's describing. is that Now, I will also say that there are some breweries who fly a little under the radar by not draining out whatever yeah. is okay. whatever alcohol is added. I don't know them by name. I honestly don't, but I've heard it. Uh, you know, Budweiser. And they're not doing it really to... It, it just happens. If yeah. you don't drain it out, you might get a little bit, but you've already registered the beer. You've already applied... You, know, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, we've mm-hmm. absolutely heard of uh, breweries that, that are very aware of that, and they make sure everything's dumped out to make sure it's all on the, on the legit. Hmm. Well, okay. You're also going to... You know, I think they have half a, half a point leeway so, yeah till they get till they get in trouble does that sound is do you, I, do you get a half a point or a point even i think it's less than that point three it, it? it's small no oh. but uh, also when it's in the barrel you're going to lose alcohol out of the barrel because yep. the barrel breathes so it's actually going to come down oh. uh i got a phone call bill uh we we got uh steve on the line apparently he lives down the street from the brewery and wants to I'm talk to you in. if you need no oh, steve's gone Ooh, bye wow. steve You've That's so rude. He sounded robotic yeah. to me. He did sound very robotic. <laughs> he probably Steve had a... lived down the street. He's coming from another planet. That was evident. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I think he's on another planet because he had a couple of two tree of the of the, uh, <laughs> yeah. of the Belgian triple. And now yeah. he's and now he's. Now, I think he wanted to ask you if you could get more wild devil. What is that? What's wild devil? Yeah. Okay. Very cool. I mean, if that was his question, I'm happy been. to tackle it. Um, <laughs> we did a Britannomyces version of our uh, Hop Devil, um, uh, probably in 2007. Um, it was a tremendous success in terms of the uh, impact that the yeast had on, uh, you know, the Hop Devil. Um, it was a bit of a failure in that uh, the last few. Bottles that were out there on retail were overcarbonated, so um, you know we, oh. we that was an experiment that we lost control of, mm-hmm. which is rare in our history. Um, we are definitely going to get back into uh, bread fermentations more seriously when we have two breweries operational mm-hmm. and we can segregate them a bit better. Uh, but yeah, the Wild Devil was a phenomenal flavor, but uh, we really don't like exposing our consumers to too much risk. <laughs> Exploding <laughs> bottles. I had another question about maybe a beer that's gone. Uh, Zeke in the chat room wants to know if you have a chance. Uh, will you make Victory ESB again? Oh, wow. I mean, if Zeke was close to the brewery, he could actually drink it right now on tap there in Downingtown. Um, it's a, that's a great one. Uh, we keep playing around with that recipe. So uh, the answer is, short answer is yes, it will be available because we keep making it on an irregular basis. <laughs> ESB is a tough one for me too. One yeah. that I'm that, that I'm picky about because I love a good ESB, but it's one of those beers. I think it's hard to it's hard to dial in. You got that, you know, maybe a little bit of that diacetyl if you're careful. But the term got abused in the '90s. I think there were a lot of lackluster ones. Agree. And some of those survived in terms of like process yeah. or recipe. And there's still some great ones, but very few. You know, yeah. It's it's now one of the like a triple. It's one that I'll steer away from on the menu because I feel like most places are like, oh yeah, it's an ESB. You know, it's it's amber in color and uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of an English ale. And it has no actual definition. I can't even think of a commercial ESB that's out right now. Yeah, besides Red well, Hook, Red right? Hook. But, but other than that... But that's not on my list. No, it's usually no. at a small brew pub. Your, your bad list? Right. You know. Anderson Valley's got one. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. no, it used to be bad, and then they fixed things, and now it's not... Now it doesn't have those bad things you had before. That's so. true. The, the, the like, Red Hook, you mean? Like Nate was saying, it's in the nineties. In the nineties, was, was abused. Was Craft yeah. beer in general was abused yeah. in the nineties. Good so. point. And, and the names and everything else. No, speaking of the nineties, I got a question for Bill. So you've seen this industry do a couple of ups and downs over the years, and clearly things are on an upward swing right now. Do you expect a uh, significant correction in that over the next five to ten years? Or do you think things will keep growing at the current rate? Yeah, that's a great question. Our biggest concern in you know 2005, 2006 was that um, an economic downturn would just you know drive everyone away from quality. And you know, my God, we're <laughs> we're making it through a pretty serious downturn, and more breweries are opening. So I think it gets back to what we talked about earlier that America's appreciation for quality in terms of its beverages and its foods is so high that we're prioritizing these purchases. So I do feel pretty bullish about the capabilities of breweries to continue to open and breweries to uh, continue, you know, national or regional breweries to continue to uh, to grow as well. Um, I do sense that there's probably a fair number of operators out there that you know, maybe entering their second or third year of not paying themselves and, Mm. you know, trying to to live on a, 
on a dream that, that may be a little bit just out of reach, a little bit elusive. Um, so I, you know, and this is all speculation on my part, but having lived through those days myself and, and survived them, um, I think that there's probably some brewers out there in that phase and, uh, you know, more power to them to, to weather the storm and, and, and get there to profitability and continue to providing great products. Sure. What, what about the late 90s one? Did, uh, how did you survive that one? Whew. I we opened up in a marketplace that was uh, was ready for craft beer. Uh, Philadelphia was um, serviced by breweries like uh, like Stouts. They were early, you know, early pioneers. Um, the Yingling Brewery from Pottsville. Um, it was still a differentiated beer. It was something different from you know. Uh, Coors Light and Philadelphia was at one point during the 80s the number one Coors Light market in the United States so Philadelphia also has a tremendous culinary scene Uh, it's a very um, it's a word I'm looking for uh, unpretentious one you know blackboard menus so I think we were very fortunate in connecting with the consumers through the restaurants through the bars uh, through the places that you know were interested in, in real flavor and real quality, and uh, that's how we survived. It was really about home. It wasn't about any other state or any other place. Beautiful. By the way, I think I'm going to steal what uh, what Bill said a little bit ago. Uh, you know, to paraphrase, I'm not a beer snob. I'm just prioritizing my purchases. <laughs> I, love I enjoy it. that. It sounds good when you go home and, and your wife's looking at your credit card receipts. <laughs> I prioritize. That. Yeah. Well, and just to, you know, you talk about the still buying beer in the economic downturn, and when everything else sucks, it's kind of like, well, we at least can have some good beer around, right? So that's where we spend our money. Mm-hmm. An affordable luxury. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hello, who is this? In the chat room writes in. Um, and I have this in my notes, too, about some of your other restaurant ventures. So maybe this can kick it off for us. He asked uh, to speak about the Hop Devil Grill and what association do you have with that? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, the brothers that founded the Hop Devil Grill are guys that uh, we do business with um, in terms of us supplying beer. But the Hop Devil Grill was... Um, Something that, uh, you know, we kind of advised against having a trademark on Hop Devil, but um, our advice didn't necessarily fly. So it's a it's a happy coexistence. They buy our beer and we like what they do there. I don't understand. You haven't sued them? The lawyer this this is America, Bill. <laughs> the lawyer wouldn't take the case, I guess. This is... <laughs> You know, it's like I said, it's a happy coexistence because they are doing good things there. They are supporting our beers and, um, you know, got a million other things to be doing besides uh, putting a suit on and going to court. I don't understand. You know, I'm going to say <laughs> this about Bill. I really appreciate his candor so far throughout this interview because it's really been it's, yeah. it's out on the table. And, yeah. you know, Bill, we go through some of this with our we have a hop grenade logo and I get sent yeah. I get sent beers with hop grenades on them about every week. Bill's um, like, yeah, I'm going to have one out next week. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but what I'm what I appreciate about Bill's answer is that he didn't say it, it's OK and it's awesome. He said that there was a recommendation that come on, that's our name. But. He just made the decision to just, all right, fine, we're going to figure out how to, how to coexist. He didn't go on, he didn't say, oh, everything's perfect, it's wonderful. It's just a nice, honest answer, like, well, it wasn't how we <laughs> planned it to happen, but it is what it is, and we're going to deal with it. And 
I just like that kind of. At least it's a real answer. We don't always get those, Bill. Maybe that's why it's cool. sticking out to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard to run away from honesty. Yeah. Well, we usually get. You know, we get the two spectrums one is oh my god everyone's an, an asshole and they stole everything from me or the other one oh no it's perfect everything's wonderful we we solved all those problems and neither one of those things tend to be true <laughs> there's always something right in the middle you know right so. well you know that's i think another hallmark of our industry is that um you know there's a there's a lot of respect there's a lot of understanding and we would rather work things out and, and keep things real and, and keep things, you know, flowing than disrupt them with uh, with the distraction of, of making one another miserable. Sure. That being said, I'm sending out a whole slew of cease and desist letters this week. <laughs> this very week. No, but it's such a pain in the ass. I'll talk about it later, but every time I get another bottle with a hop grenade on it, I'm just yeah. like, I got to call some small business, some small brewery, right? and just ask politely, hey, I, I do own it. It's legal. Could, could, could we not do this? Is there, and I hate the conversation every time. Because you never know if they're going to go, oops, we didn't know. No problem. Or we spent 10 grand on this now. Yeah, they spent money. What are we going to do? And I hate it. I just, it's not a part. I just don't, I, I don't enjoy it. It's not your well, problem. Well, it's like the little Trappist label on the beers. Right. If it's well, not Trappist, know, don't we, do it. We've. We fielded the question earlier about you know is is there a crash on the on, on the horizon? Can all these breweries coexist? Um, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I was there with you know my team, and we were listening to the names being read off at the Great American Beer Festival. And you know, I have no concern about the creativity of American brewers in terms of making exciting and interesting <laughs> and differentiated liquids. Right. But you know, I almost feel like we're running out of territory with names. names. There's some obvious <laughs> you know, beer drinking is so social that there's like these these certain terms and certain names that are just so, you know, resonant. They they appeal to everybody. Yeah. And and all of those good options are disappearing rapidly. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you entirely. And I think that there is going to have to be some some compromise made in that in that part. But there's some differentiation there. If that particular name is the name of the beer that built your company and continues to, to pay your employees and build the mm-hmm. company, there's a reason to defend it in the marketplace. But when we start to get into things, like, for example, our logo, our, our company's yeah. built on our logo. Um, but I do think there's a point where if it's your seasonal or if it's just something in the lineup, you you know, maybe you can share the marketplace. Maybe there is some room to for everybody to play with the because I think you're right. These names are diminishing, you know. Yeah, but, no, I, I appreciate your perspective on it. It's a good one. I, I mean, it does become difficult when if somebody wants to put out, you know, Victory Pale Ale made by <laughs> Acme Brewing Company, well, then it's a little ridiculous, you know, and you have to be able to say, listen, that's our entire brewery's name. This is ridiculous. Do we yeah. even do we even have to argue about this? <laughs> it's clearly, but sometimes you do anyway, and the whole thing is, it is going to get messy with the, the more breweries we have out there, Absolutely. unfortunately. So. Well, you know, let's let's be optimists here. We we seem to be very creative in terms of our brewing capabilities. Um, so that creativity, as long as it as long as it flows into the naming and branding of beers, we should be okay. I think you're right. I hope that I hope that remains the case for as long as as, as can be. Yeah. Agreed. Now, let me ask you this: I did mention because it's in my notes that you have other restaurant adventures to, uh, or ventures rather uh, <laughs> as well, probably adventures. Um, are you in the restaurant business also? If it's a restaurant, it's an adventure. Um, 
we we have a 300 seat operation there at uh, in, at our brewery in Downingtown that we opened up with 144 seats and we knew virtually nothing about the restaurant business but we knew it was the only way to profitability and we knew we could utilize it as a uh, as a marketing platform for our beers and uh, over time we've been able to retain great talent in that restaurant such that uh, we are looking for other opportunities to uh, have limited retail operations we got into a um, a partnership situation at the site of the former Spectrum down in South Philly. Um, so where I saw these incredible concerts uh, in my youth um, is now uh, there is a Victory Beer Hall, a 400-plus seat uh, operation wow. that pours 15 of our drafts but is operated by another fully uh, capable restaurant company. And um, it's great because when you're down for a Phillies game or any of the sports teams, we're one of the f- – a uh, few venues in the only venue in North America where all of our sports teams are a block walking distance from one another. Um, right. So, uh, it's a great place to uh, to safely enjoy some phenomenal craft beer before you go into one of those uh, giant stadiums where craft beer may or may not be appreciated. Tell me how proud that moment was for you when those doors opened, being your childhood music venue, not to mention probably your favorite sports teams right there. And here's your little victory brewing company blossoming, and and you've got a beer hall down there. That's a great question because it was actually more intimidating than exhilarating. Oh, really? So small, you know? Got it. (laughs) Yeah. You crushed under the weight of all of that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, my my first concert was there at the Spectrum in 78, Ted Nugent, Terrible Ted. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I think I saw Ted, Ted Nugent at Wenty when I was playing. He was on the Vineyard Tour by the time I was watching wow. Ted Nugent. Yeah, sorry. I think he bagged my groceries this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's cool. All right, uh, we are running out of time, but I'm told, and and our listeners always want this, we haven't done it in a while, but they always ask for it, um, that you're prepared to give us a victory recipe. What? Wow. wow. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was thinking about what might be appropriate for your crew, and, um, you know, I, I want to give everybody ample time, since it's the, the, the height of summer, more or less, to be prepared and, and have an Imperial Stout when the drinking season is right. So um, I would like to share with everyone our Storm King recipe. Does awesome. that sound good? Sounds great. So the Storm King was essentially an amped-up version, or a dark version, I should say, of our initial success, Hop Devil. And so we go about it with a 77% two-row Pilsner malt. And uh, the 12% two-row Vienna malt gives it that nice, substantial body that sustains it through uh, its finish. There's 5% roasted barley in it, and there's 5% uh, Carafa 3. That's an extremely dark roast from the Weyermann maltings in Bamberg. Okay. And then we've got a little bit of uh, 1% of Weyermann Carafoma. Um, I'm sorry, Cararoma, which is, um, you know, really nice to give us that... Um, you know, the certain dryness and acrid quality that you would expect in it as well. Okay. Uh, guys, do we care aroma? I've never heard of that. Me neither. I have. That's it. You have, yeah, Doc? Heard okay. Too, yeah. yeah, I don't know this. You can get it at More Beer, probably one of our sponsors. I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I also heard an ad earlier for Keystone Homebrew, um, yep. guys in our neighborhood. And 
Uh, Jason runs a great shop. I think he could help you out as well. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, we're going to go see him uh, while we're out there, too. Oh. Yeah, I would hope you would. Um, so at, at that point, then, it's actually only a, a, a two-step infusion mash. Um, so we're holding 65C for uh, 45 minutes, 149 degrees Fahrenheit, um, and uh, we're holding 72C for 30 minutes, 161. Okay. And um, the hopping, which is probably the most important part for a beer like this, is, uh, you know, varieties that you would all expect, Centennial, Cascade, and Chinook. It's really heavily loaded on the Cascade, but it's uh, it's, it's late in it. So um, the Cascade is 50% of the overall hop bill. Um, we've got two-thirds of it going in early at 15, uh, I'm sorry, uh, late at the final 15 minutes. And um, then we split the remainder for a five-minute edition right before knockout, and we put the uh, the final batch into the hop back itself. A hop so, back of it. Okay, nice. Yeah, so that's um, something to, to consider here because both the Cascade and the Chinook that we use, a uh, portion of them go into the hop back. Um, Centennial is in early. Uh, Centennial is 25% of the overall hop bill, and it's in at 60 minutes. 30 minutes, and then 15 minutes. Okay. And what's and the overall IBU of this beer that you're targeting? The overall IBU is um, is, is 85. Okay. Oh, it's pretty big. It yeah. is big, but it's got so much malt, especially when you look at that Vienna, that okay. um, it's not, you know, it, it sucks up a lot of hop character. Okay. Um, Chinook is uh, 25% of the overall hop bill, and uh, a third of it goes in at five minutes before knockout, and then the remainder goes into the hop back itself. So whatever you're running off through, uh, hopefully you can get your whole flowers into there. Okay. Got it. And what's the starting gravity of this beer, uh, Bill? Oh, the starting gravity is uh, 21 degrees Play-Doh. Okay. So what is that? Uh, that's uh, 1087. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right in there. Nice, nice and big. Yeah, that's a big one. So, uh, do you use these hops for anything else in the brewery, or just for this beer? No, actually, those hops are, are really in play. Um, uh-huh. We're using two of them in the Hop Devil, and, and oh. you know they've been seeing uh, a lot of play. Yeah, excellent. And so, fermentation is with um, an American ale yeast, which uh, ours is actually a derivative of um, the Narragansett yeast. And we got it from our friends at Old Dominion Brewing Company back when they were in Virginia and Ron was working there. Um, very clean fermenting yeast. Uh, we target about 18 to 23 million cells per milliliter for pitching. And um, so when we're filling up a 400-barrel fermenter with our 50-barrel output, um, we're knocking out at uh, 14 degrees C, or, or 57, I should say, um, for the first four of those batches. And then we're bumping that up to 59 degrees Fahrenheit for the last four. And uh, we're holding fermentation at no higher than 62 degrees. Hmm. Complex. Uh, that's, slow pretty and low. that's pretty constrained for an ale. Yeah. Um, what's the uh, total time for the eight batches that take takes to fill up that fermenter? Yeah, this um, the total time that it takes. Yeah, like what's, um, what, actually, it's a, that's in the a first batch and the last batch. You mentioned the temperature. Brew house. Mm-hmm. 
that's uh, that's not a single brew shift, a single brew day. I see. It takes the whole day. Yeah. Wow. Eight batches. That's amazing. JP, I don't see what this has to do with the recipe, but in your questions, you have how big are his balls? I do? Yeah. In the email thread about the recipe, you wanted to know how big his balls are. Is that part of... I don't see what that has to do with the recipe. Oh, that must have been from my other chat. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, Sometimes you my, answered the wrong email. Well, right? I answered the wrong email. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, George. Bill, don't answer that last question. Yeah, I don't want to know, Bill, but if, you know... Cut and paste. <laughs> Want to well, say. Sometimes we, we, we big use various uh, various displacement tools to measure the gravity. <laughs> that must be what JP was getting at. But I yeah. see, I, I knew he's that. Grab whatever's he's handy. A, yeah, he's about to open a, a brand new two hundred barrel. He's got a thousand barrel year brewery. His balls are pretty big. <laughs> pretty big, yeah. Victory's a very old-fashioned brewery. They still use the rule of thumb. You know, you yeah. put the thumb in to measure the mash temperature. The rule, of, the rule of testy. I'm going to test uh, it. That's where the term testing the work comes from. You, I, what, I just want to say what a great question by me to get extra information. You're welcome. Thank you. It was. Philadelphia teabag party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Bill, listen, you have been awesome. And, a, and just a pleasure sure. to, to talk to and to taste your beer as well. I can't wait to try more when we get to Philly, uh, uh, not only at yeah. BNA 8, but I'm, uh, you must be on tap all around the town. So I think you'll find plenty of the Big Red V, and I, I wish you safe travels, and I know you're going to have a good time in our great city. Thank you, sir. There were questions that came through about where to find you, mm-hmm. but it looks like uh, not only do you have a where to find our beer on the website, but you we mentioned it earlier, you also have a mobile app, right? That's correct. And what will people search in the uh, marketplaces for that? Mobile app. <laughs> Uh, Victory Beer Finder. There you go. And there, one question that's maybe not there is someone did, let me go through here, they were asking about particularly getting a little farther west. Now, of course, okay. we have it here in California, but maybe there's a gap they were talking about. Um, do you, let's see. Uh, the do you, wasteland Do you middle? plan to expand to additional march, uh, markets? Oh, not west, uh, such as West Virginia. Yeah, so here's the deal. Um, you know, we built a hundred plus thousand barrel a year brewery. Um, back to your your question about you know, <laughs> are we exceeding expectations? Yeah. Um, so when we did that, you know, we thought that's as big as we ever needed to be, and we we sort of held to that. And you know, obviously, we don't have money. Uh, you know, just flowing out of our pockets to build new breweries. Um, so since 2010, February of 2010, we've not expanded into any new markets. Um, but now that we've made the the leap of faith to build a second brewery, uh, the answer is yes. There are other markets that we will be sending Victory Beer to. So uh, we hope to see Victory Beer in West Virginia because it's such a great, beautiful neighbor of ours. Great. This is wonderful news for our listeners. Bill Kovaleski, ladies and gentlemen, he's from Victory Brewing Company, and uh, we hope to meet him out there when we're in Philly. Uh, you can try his beer at BNA8 or go to victorybeer.com and uh, find out where you can taste it yourself. Bill, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. There you go. Bill. Awesome. Bill's a badass. Yeah, he is. Good guest. Someone hit the laugh cut. The, the- the clap, the, the track. clap track. Yeah. And it's been eliminated. That's a whole other discussion. Uh, no. The light's still off, I see. <laughs> the light is out forever on the clap track. I, I mean it. I, I like it. You know, I'm not saying that he gave us, like, all the trade secrets in the world, but I feel like he just gave us a straight answer every time we needed well, it. Well, he, he also, the recipe thing, he gave it to us like a home brewer. Yeah. 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 Here you go. Yeah. Have at it. I like it. 
Uh, and I liked the beer. I knew I liked Victory Beer. I, I'd had it at GABF and maybe at an airport here and there, you know, with some stopover. Um, but I didn't realize how much I liked Victory Beer until you know, tonight. Bill's probably well known in, in that neck of the woods where they're from, but he's not a household name among the brewing community in, on the West Coast, too. So yeah. it's really cool to, to hear his perspective and see yeah. that he's, you know, straight up. He'll tell you sure whatever he wants you know, based yeah. on that, uh, my guess is that he's probably a, Victory's probably a pretty a pretty strong supporter of homebrewers out there. Seems and, like uh, it, homebrew clubs and, and things like that. So <laughs> it's good to see dudes like that uh, seeing some success and expanding the brewery and getting farther into the beer world. I love it. All right, I got to take a break. When we come back, it's time for the Brewcaster Challenge Wit Beer Ooh. Update. Plus, if you hang on right now. At the break, stay tuned. An appearance from the gay prince. We haven't heard from him in years. Whoa. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. I do not believe my eyes. Welcome back to the studio, the Gay Prince. Oh, how are you, Justin? You're looking very, very nice, very fit. What brings you here? I heard that you wanted to talk about my new favorite place for online ingredients, the Braumeister. Uh, I think you mean the Brewmeister. I am a German. This is a German word. But you know that when you type in the website, it's the Brewmeister. I have a German computer. And it translates over to... You're very efficient. I see. It's the Brewmeister homebrew shop. I think you're very wrong. And it hurts me deep inside my schnitzel. <laughs> okay. uh, if you're talking about the Brewmeister, they do have two locations. One in Folsom and one in Roseville. Yeah. Their customer service is very, very nice. They have very strong hands. And nice tushies. It's the squeezy tushy. It's the Brewmeister. It's the Brewmeister. The yeah. Br- the Brewmeister. Say it after me. The Brewmeister. <sighs> okay, American. I always shop at the Brewmeister. Shop Brewmeister today, just like the German prince, and save with the coupon code BNARMY. Visit shopbrewmeister.com. Does that have an umlaut? There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer, apps for finding a pint of beer, apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer, and now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs, and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa 
Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Where do you go for all the stuff you need to brew? Homebrewstuff.com, of course. In their Boise, Idaho storefront and warehouse, they have more than 750 craft beers and 8,000 square feet of homebrew products in stock. The staff at Homebrew Stuff are homebrewers themselves. They try out just about everything, including the beer, so they can answer your questions knowledgeably and correctly about brewing, kegging, and anything else you might need to ask. Don't live near the Homebrew Stuff store? Visit homebrewstuff.com online and take advantage of their $7.95 domestic shipping available on most orders. Homebrewstuff.com is a proud sponsor of the AHA, NHC, GABF, and countless other acronyms. So if you're a homebrewer looking for great people, a great selection, and great deals, head to homebrewstuff.com online or in person. Visit their YouTube channel for loads of free how-to and product videos. All of the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Hey everybody, it's Moscow here, and these are the Brewing Network's announcements for Monday, June 17th. First up this week is an announcement about boobs. Uh, it's the Breast Fest, to be exact, presented by Marin Brewing Company and Moylan's Brewery. One of Northern California's premier beer tasting events returns to Fort Mason in the Marina in San Francisco, Saturday, July 13th from 2 to 6 p.m. Come join the Breast Fest to help raise funds for the nonprofit Charlotte Maxwell Complimentary Clinic, which supports economically challenged women in their fight against cancer. You can sample beers from over 60 breweries. There will be cider and uh, wine as well. There will be music and food and all the stuff you would expect from a good beer festival. Tickets are 50 bucks in advance and 60 bucks at the door. That includes music, food, unlimited tasting, and a Breast Fest commemorative cup. 
head to thebreastfest.org for more information. Not thebreastfest.com, that's probably a porn site. Thebreastfest.org. Our friends at Hermitage Brewing Company down in San Jose, California, is proud to announce the release of Magnum, their newest single hop IPA. It's part of their uh, single hop series. Hermitage began producing them in 2011. Since then, they've released seven single hop IPAs using Galaxy and Sriracha Ace and Simcoe and many others. This beer won gold in 2011 and 2012 in the single hop category at the State Fair Commercial Beer Competition. For this, its newest batch, Hermitage used German Magnum hops. Magnum has proved versatile, adding a clean bitterness to this IPA. Anyway, cheers to Hermitage for sending us some of this great beer and look for it on a shelf near you. And finally this week, the 2013 Indiana State Fair Brewers Cup is coming up. This competition features both homebrew and professional divisions. 2012's competition had over 1,100 entries. The cutoff for this year is June 29. Make sure you hand carry or ship your entries to Sun King Brewing Company. Indiana professional brewers can compete for the coveted Indiana Champion Brewer Award. While unlimited beer entries are still allowed and encouraged, only 12 entries will count towards the Champion Brewery Award. The first 12 beers listed on your entry form will be the 12 beers that are eligible to score points. Homebrewers, they require three bottles per entry. Anyway, there's tons more uh, details at brewerscup.org. All right, that's it. That's your announcements for this week. As always, if you want a spot in this segment, you can send announcements over to scott at thebrewerynetwork.com. And until the next one, it's Scott the Juice saying l'chaim. Beer. This is the session. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks to Bill Kovaleski, Victory Brewing Company. I'm a new fan. I'm a new Victory fan. Do you think it you like You like that big red V? Go ahead. I, I like, I, you're going to see the big red V all over Philadelphia. Yeah. I hope so. Especially if you go to uh, Cafe Risque. Nothing like a little uh, road V. No, you know not, what I'm they're saying? They're not all new there. You'll see the V. A little different zip code V. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody? Nothing? <laughs> Nobody knows what road V is? No. Oh, come on. You know, this is, you know what this is? This is a room full of people with girlfriends is what it is. No. Sh- Bevo's the only one who knows what road V is. No, I need... Oh, I was going to say, no, I need my microphone turned on. First of all, I am a girl. No. And gross. You are gross. <laughs> she knows. And second, I may or may not have just X'd out of our chat window. <sighs> Part of me wants to train Bevo on how to use the chat room and the phone system yeah, again. You know, that's a red X, not a red V. But that's just the part of me that enjoys beating my head against a wall. <laughs> it was an well, accident. If you train her again, then we wouldn't have the random gems that we get from Bevo, and then everyone would get real mad. Right, you know. <laughs> what? Bevo trained now? You know, not happy. I was thinking at the break. <laughs> it's on Adam uh, Sandler. Young, <laughs> young Abby. Might be better at this. <laughs> oh, well, there's that. But also, young Abby is going to grow up around radio, which may, I feel proud of this contribution. She spends more hours in this studio than than most people. Performing of the years. <laughs> and she's growing up listening to 
this wonderful radio that we produce. Uh, Quality. I have high hopes. Shaped by brilliant minds. Yes, I have high hopes for the (laughs) broadcasting skills that this young lady will grow up with. Bevo, who do you know that has a radio show? I think she might... (laughs) I think she might end up being my protege. Or, or, the, or, or the high frightens power. frightens me on so many levels. Can you imagine yeah, Abby in here every week talking about strippers and <laughs> pussy? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, she, she's she's about seven. No, she can I, replace her mom. Or the high the high power radio waves going through her brain, giving her that tumor. <laughs> well, there's that, too, but whatever. That's everywhere. So, you know. It's not real radio. I got, <laughs> it's not a real tumor. <laughs> it's a pseudo-tumor. If if that young lady goes into broadcasting, I will cry like a baby. I will be my proudest moment. She could be the next Oprah Winfrey. You think it'd be alive then? <laughs> yeah, you think have radio not. then. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, a good thing? Uh, some sort of broadcasting. I don't well, care I can what. only hope that someday people write into her and call her a no talent ass clown hack. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, they're out yes, there. They I'm will. glad you agree. Fact, let's have them call in now. <laughs> There's no broads in broadcasting. They're already calling in. <laughs> All right, triple eight four zero one beer. If you have questions for us, we're about to get into the Brewcaster Challenge. Ooh. But we did add a new element to the Brewcaster Challenge uh, this time around, and that is uh, through our good friends over at Grog Tag. I thought it would be fun if we could create uh, labels for uh, the different contestants' beer, mostly because it's our chance to make fun of the contestants through through <laughs> right. through, through naming and labeling <laughs> their, in this case, labeling. wit beers. So, uh, JP, we yes, have sir. uploaded a few. There are, uh, I think, three more still being uploaded. So That's correct. You only get to vote uh, once for Tasty's beer label. Mm-hmm. And once for Nathan's beer label. And there's, there's a small variety of labels for each, uh, or at least there will be uh, in the next couple of days. So you might not want to... We can send you to the page now, but you might want to hold off on your vote, because I'm told that three labels, which were submitted late by assholes who don't follow <laughs> deadlines, uh, will appear in the next couple of days. Yes. So you might want to hold, uh, hold on to your vote. But what we've done is gone ahead and us as brewcasters are our names uh, listed under the no, each label? but they so it's can anonymous. Be. They can be if you want, but I figured I think we should anonymous, leave them anonymous. Is good. Yeah, yes. because also, I mix them all up and I don't remember. right. <laughs> I mean, we don't want Bevo to win all the votes, you know, because because yeah. they're, they're hers and people think they're going to get a little shot of cleavage if they vote for Bevo. They're you know? Sam's actually. They are Sam, but yes. they're Sam and Bevo's. But uh, I came up with the premise of we split them. So Sam did Nathan's, I did Tasty's, and I. I came up with the premise of what I wanted Tasties to be, awesome. but then I made him do all the yeah. bitch work because I ain't doing that. <laughs> I want it to look like a beer label. Well done. Okay. Thank you. Delegated. Yeah. Great. I'm mom. That's Those ones do. aren't up on the page yet, but what is the page? People can go look at what is there now. I, 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 I reiterate, probably don't vote tonight because there's going to be, because Sam and Bevo's are still going to show up. <laughs> Those are pretty good uh, And they're probably gems. I want to look at what's up there too. It is grogtag.com slash army. Well, that's easy. And then uh, you'll see it right there. It says uh, there's a little intro about what the contest is all about. And then the pod underneath, it says, uh, you know, Tasty versus Nate. What do I click to see it? Read more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and then I can click on each one. Let's see. And you click, click on each one individually. Labels made for Tasty. Oh, I see. And I see the bottles there. Those look like professional labels and stuff. They are. And they're probably reusable. They are that as well. 
Okay, so one is hello. My name is. Can I click on it and see more? You can click it? on it and see it a little. Uh, you, you can see it a little bit clearer. So it, it's. I need it's, glasses, Bevo. It's a hello. My name you is re- name tag here. Back you out need readers. Bit, so can you can it. buy those at so, Walmart. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a hello. Yeah. My name is name tag, and then on one side it says you know me from, and these are all fields that you can put in individually. So you know me from the ass grab I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> Side boob city. Oh, and you can check these things up. Yeah. Yeah. I slipped you something. <laughs> yeah. To catch a predator. Nice. Or other. Other. Okay. And then things I like, you plus me equals it. Okay. Uh, baking cookies nude. Yeah. Eating cookies nude. You eating cookies nude. Or other. Or other. JP made that one. Is How my do you know guess. that? Because... Because it's hilarious and be- really awesome. No, it's because it's so hard to understand. Because... <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, was that difficult? We're st- and we're still looking for the funny in there. Uh, the references weren't vague enough. It's, it's too you obvious. plus me equals it. Yeah. That's why I knew it was you doing it because that that's yeah. the one that may- lets me know it's JP. Well, I'm sorry that you eating cookies nude was too hard for this whole fucking room to get. Sorry, <laughs> that one wasn't difficult. I got your you. mom's not difficult. Though. I really like the Death Watch wit. That's hella funny. All right, the next one in there is good. Ooh. Tasty's uh-huh. Death Watch wit. <laughs> this is a picture of a fossilized person. And what does this one say, JP? Uh, I don't know. What does it say? It says, uh, let's be honest, a life like this can only go on for so long. <laughs> and then, uh, okay, and that's it. I think I can see all the rest of the writing. Uh, Death Watch Wit. Okay. It's a pretty neat looking label. <laughs> let's see. What are the, the next one we have here, I think it's uh, Tasty's Wit Beer. Uh, what does the rest of this one say, JP? <laughs> you want to borrow my glass? <laughs> yes. Uh, there are three things in life that I need. Homebrew, hot chicks, and a whole lot of cookies. Nice. Very nice. Okay. And the final label, uh, although there will be more, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like this one. Uh, <laughs> I wish this was Janet's, and it's got Whitbeer uh, in a circle <laughs> with a cross <laughs> out of it. That's a pretty good label. That's right not there. bad, right? Yeah. I really like it. That's nice. All right. Uh, let me go back out, and I'd like to take a look at what was made uh, for Nathan here. Uh, okay. Uh, the first one I see, uh, Washed Up Wit. Oh, hell yeah. That's fucked up, Nate. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, washed Up Wit, Wit Beer, and what does it say underneath, JP? Do we know? Uh, it says, Nathan Sucks, <laughs> Washed Up Wit Beer. Uh, have, uh, death metal brewery. Nobody oh. listens to death metal anymore. <laughs> That's true. But I refuse to quit my Holy. day job as a suit. Screamo for like, screamo for life, bitches. Fuck you. I can say. read now. You have glasses on. Yeah, you I have can. My glasses on. <laughs> Jesus, we're all screwed. I can read the whole thing. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would never read again. You thought vision was overrated. It's a miracle. It's because you're presbyopic. Wait, I'm white? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it just means you're old and you can't read anymore. Yeah. Oh, that oh, one's got old. rainbows on it. Justin, you can just go out and like thump one of those guys out in the street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Uh, wow, you look crazy. You guys all look amazing. Thank look you. at Tasty, you don't look amazing. You look like you're dying. I look dying. worse. Yeah, you look like you're going to die soon. Everybody else, you look great. See <laughs> these glasses on. Oh, my God. People, let me see that cleavage. Wait, I've never seen it with glasses on. <laughs> do those just, make my eyes that big? Just <laughs> stand yeah. up just for no. a second. That's all right. You don't have to. I can see it. I see him shaking all the way from over here. Oh, wow. I got to get glasses. This is incredible. You should. It is incredible. Got crazy nerdy with those glasses on. Hey, guys, what's going on? I could co play Dungeons and Dragons now, I think. Come over Monday nights, bro. I can read the manual. They're Fendi. All right. Next one is uh, Nate Witt. (laughs) 
12 ounces of wit. Oh, I get instead of knit wit, it's neat wit. Right. Yeah. So if you look at the, the necker, you know, the, the label that goes around the Wait, neck. Wait, hang on. I haven't read the other one. Those are named also. Just telling you. Uh, why, is, why is there a I raven? I sure hope you aren't allergic to wheat, bro. <laughs> says the raven. Uh, and that, there's a picture of a raven. And then Nate Witt, cleverly named. Do I have to click it? No, that's all it says. Cleverly named. Yeah. That one's JP's, too. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Uh, okay, and then the last one is... <laughs> Doc, you didn't even do one, so don't comment. Uh, yeah, I got two days notice. Shut Bite your me. face. It took two oh, seconds to do This is like a lunch meet. You actually got a week to do it, but that's all right. Actually, no. Yes, Masters of Darkness, Whitbeer. And it has two rainbows that are ass to ass. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Just like the unicorn. You know, there's nothing good about this, but I will probably still vote for it. <laughs> I kind of like this well, one. How do you not yours. vote for two unicorns ass to ass? Uh, With the okay. rainbow in the back. So, if I'm not mistaken, we have three yes, for Nate up and four for Tasty, but there's still a couple more coming. So. There's still a couple two tree, and those should be up tomorrow. Okay. Uh, grogtag.com slash army. You can vote, and at the end, we'll, we'll pick a winner. Oh, these glasses are incredible. It's like... Like life through. I can't wait to have sex with glasses on. No, you don't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not worth it. It doesn't like, make it. Oh, make- it's still you. <laughs> <laughs> well, just make sure I don't you don't, mean that. don't take him to the strip club. <laughs> no, I yeah. never. That's like seeing Tasty with glasses He'll on. Ruin it. It for he yourself. looks fantastic from afar and in the right light. It, yeah, the, it, yeah. <laughs> the very right. Light. In yeah. the mood lighting. Yeah, so just I would put them on and then take them off midway through. It's like you're a menage a trois. It'd be great. Uh, oh, I like the. Oh, you've changed. <laughs> yeah, who are you? <laughs> I love it. Okay, uh, so com slash BN Army. Uh, over the next few days, we'll get those uh, last ones up. Uh, we're not actually doing the tasting. Uh, we're off for two weeks going to NHC, and then we've got an off week after that. Um, because I'm going on vacation, I'm not ashamed to say. Do it. And uh, when we come back the following week, which I believe July is, 8th, I believe. July right? 8th, it's a Monday. Yep. We're doing the Brewcaster Challenge on that day. Uh, and if you want to wait till that day to vote for the labels, that's fine. We'll, we'll not only announce the winner between Nathan and Tasty, the much-anticipated battle, but we'll uh, announce the winner of the, of the label contest, too. All right, guys. So... Last time we talked to you, you had uh, designed your recipes. Now I assume you've brewed the beer. That's right. All right. Yeah, brewed the beer. Brewed, brewed, yeah. What, did you guys brew on the same day? Or close to it? Was, uh, or even close? I think so. A week ago <laughs> Saturday. I think I brewed about three days before that. Okay. I so like this middle is... Middle of the week. We're, we're very close. two, three days. Yeah, they're pretty close. Okay. Yeah, I'm a week or eight days into it. You're probably 11 or something. Yeah. Nathan, how did your brew day go? Did you fuck anything up? No, I didn't fuck anything up, I don't think. We'll Nothing. find out. You right? hit your mash temp where you wanted to be? Oh, yeah. What was your mash well, temperature? That, uh, it was a step mash. So this being a beer that had a lot of protein content, uh, went for a step mash at 122, 145, and then 165. Uh, did a kind of a slower step between 145 and 165 to let everything convert as much as possible. But uh, that made the brew day a little bit longer than normal. So... Uh, Found myself during the boil, sort of wondering what I was going to do. Oh, really? And there's always uh-huh. drinking, right? Or, so, or whacking. So up. if I screwed anything up, it probably happened from that point forward. But, okay, uh, this brings up a valid question, and and I would like you to be honest. Normally, I'd be adding like a million hop additions, and I found myself at this <laughs> idle time. <laughs> I would like both of you to be honest when this question comes up. Did you end up inebriated during your brew day at all? Uh, I think at the end of the cleanup, I was getting towards that realm yeah meaning you had you probably had a nice buzz by the time you were knocking out 
Nah, probably not even that. Okay. All right. Tasty? <laughs> I never drink when I brew. You don't? Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, so we can take out that variable. This was a rare exception. Don't yeah, I usually don't. That. But uh, this one seemed to be such a long brew day, I had to have something. So yeah. towards the end of the boil. Okay. So a multi-step mash. Yeah. And where did you put the uh, spices in your beer? Are we can talk about that. The spices went in at the end, but there's an interesting trick to it, which I'll save for July eighth. Uh, at, uh, at the end of what? The end of the boil. At the or? end of the boil. Okay. Yeah. All right, but you're you're withholding a secret. Yes. Okay. All right. I don't mind that. Did you take Doc's advice at all about you like zesting your own? I did orange peel. I and used all that? my own fruit. You did. Yes, mm-hmm. which I'd never done before, which is kind of fun, yeah. actually. Okay. Yeah. How about uh, the, the clouding agent? I didn't do any clouding uh, agents, no. Natural clouding. Natural clouding, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, just add flour to taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could always do that, yeah. Well, you usually put a, like a tablespoon of flour at the end of the boil. Oh, that's where you said to put to it. To leave in. some okay. starch. It'll, it'll, leave yeah. star- it'll, leave it, it'll leave it cloudy. Just Otherwise, a tablespoon even now. Or if yeah. you know how to brew, you can do it, you know. Because well, the other way, if you're doing a step mash, uh, especially in a protein rest, it's going to be tough to keep it cloudy. It might go clean. Yeah, it That's does. okay. I'll just shake the keg up before I pour a bottle <laughs> for all you <laughs> bastards. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll shake them up. Then we'll pour them. All right. And it's now in a more beer conical fermenter? That's right. Uh, more beer trademark conical fermenter mm-hmm. um fermenting some, at what temperature did some fun stuff with the ferment too i'll give exact temps on july 8th but i started low and i like to ramp up belgian yeasts okay but some more aggressively than others this okay. one not so aggressive but uh in researching this strain and not really knowing all that well and a couple of listeners were very nice to volunteer info to me which i didn't even ask for which is kind of cool mm-hmm. so uh Based on that info and what I thought this strain might be able to take, I did let it ramp up, but uh, maybe not as aggressively as I would with the Saison strain or something like that. Treat it like a new girlfriend. Do you have the hoe garden in front yes. of you, Nathan? <laughs> I did, but it was delicious, and I drank it. <laughs> that was the. Wh- how do you think the hoe garden compares to the beer that you're in the process of brewing? Do you think it's a similar uh, quality, or is it very different? I think it'll be in that realm versus a couple of the other beers we have on the table. I find Allagash a little bit sweeter. I'm trying to go for something fairly dry, and it seems fairly dry. The Hoe Garden, so, I think, is pretty dry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seems pretty dry. Okay. All right. Nathan, or uh, Tasty, can rather. I, oh, go ahead. Can I digress for a minute? Sure. So, uh, I haven't had a chance to grandstand about this and have fun with it, but uh, I bombed the Nationals. So, I entered 15 beers, Oh. and none of them win anywhere. Right? Are you kidding? You're no, fired. nothing. None of them? Zero. You're fired. Uh, None of them. Isn't that right? standard oper- operating procedure for you? Right? And and you're the non constant No, 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 no. But not even... No. I didn't even get past the first round. He bombs the second round. Uh, yeah. Uh, usually I get one or two into the final game, but... Uh, why? My minions have failed me. Usually I yeah. know about this right away so I can, you, I can rip no, 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 you. No, no, no. I didn't know about that? No. Oh. I got to throw this out on the table so the listeners can have fun with it when I see them in, in Philly. But yeah, I entered 15. 15 beers and none of them. <laughs> Isn't that the maximum but is it? i will say this it, it was the maximum yes <laughs> yeah so um listeners that feel bad when their beers score high and they don't place well it's happened to me too it's not the first time so and, wow. it, and it does happen there were some beers in the low 40s that just didn't for whatever reason they don't place and and it's not necessarily poor judging but it, it can happen to everybody it, it happens a lot of things yeah uh, where in the flight you are right uh palate fatigue it's, it's, yeah it's, it's it's just so many things exactly nate but you might remember 
one of the beers that um one of the beers that I did enter I also brought to uh the San Diego Homebrew Fest. It was a beer that you named actually. Uh Dragon Seaman sixty three hundred IPA. <laughs> so, right? so I had all these ex- extra leftover beers that didn't do all the NHC that I saved because I in case they went to the second round. Okay. I was like, well, you know, let's enter into some local comps with the C you know yeah. Just knock myself down a couple notches, and we'll we'll start entering state fairs and go stuff. For, go for the bottom, <laughs> exactly. So uh, you too can win two tickets to the next year's fair. <laughs> totally, and a pig. I was like, I've never entered the San Mateo fair. Let's do that one. Yeah. I don't live in San Mateo County. I'm not nearly wealthy enough to live in that county, but let's enter some beers yeah. in, in their fair. So uh, Dragon Seaman 6300 IPA turned up best of show. Wow. Which is pretty cool. So I brought a bottle of that. You guys. But, but did they announce it? Still, at the, at the still a loser, though. Did they announce it at the county fair as Dragon Seaman? They didn't. It just came up with sixty three hundred uh, IPA. Boo. So on the uh, final Pussies. sheet. But um, not only that, but a uh, uh, specialty saison came up uh, runner up best of show. Who so cares? now I'm so now I'm the asshole <laughs> yeah. who entered the county fair in the county I don't yeah. even live in. But, and one best in show and one best and show runner and runner-up runner best the in show. The Bears weren't supposed to because they didn't get around out of the first round. They We're, didn't get out of the first round. It wasn't We're, like you intended them to do that. Exactly, has it, Nathan. Has it occurred to you? Now you won a medal at last year's NHC. Yes. Has it occurred to you that as a home brewer, you've jumped the shark? I have. Your career is over. I know it's done oh. now. You bombed. Fi- you you sent fifteen beers no. in. You lost everything. Lost you it. may have jumped the shark. I no. did. See, now I'm like it's kind of like being the band that used to play arenas, and now I get to play the county the fair. wine circuit. Yeah, right. The yeah, and the, well, and you, the wine you don't circuit. jump right from arena to the county fair. You got to go down that road. So one NH- I figured I cut to the chase. You, you play know? Tahoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you play Sonol. So one uh, NHC where you do well. Boy, did you burn fast and bright, Nathan. I know, man. It's done. I should resign right now. I can take this pen. I, just, sh- I, did, I got nothing in last year, too. I got skunked last year. Yeah. I didn't make anything through the first round. I had trouble thinking about whether I'm going to do it again next year. You know what? Don't. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'll keep going, for sure. Don't, but, listen, uh, you're, you're, don't listen to Doc. It's don't, over don't, no. for you. Your life is over. You're <laughs> Don't it's, retire. What are you? What are you going to be? You're going to be uh, David Hasselhoff. You're going to you're going to try just Ted, one more uh, uh, right. You know, Ted series. Nugent. You're going to be Ted. You're going to be. He's huge in Germany. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. At, and Nate is huge at county fairs. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's the equivalent of being huge in, in Germany. Finland. It's over, Nate. It's done. Uh, Give it up. Uh, I'm going to sell all my stainless. <laughs> Yeah, it's going right on Craigslist tomorrow. I still would like you to do the show, but only so that we can berate you. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want no more homebrew information from Nate. Yeah, he's a has been. (laughs) So you got to cut your hair. You got to see. That's what I'm saying. Like, so the listeners should take my input with a grain of salt. They're like, Nate doesn't know what he's talking about. Zero for fifteen. Sounds like washed up wit is a fantastic. Exactly. That's why I like that one so much. I think it resonates pretty well. So you guys should all vote for that. Oh, you poor bastard. I'm. You know. You know what I'm most disappointed about is is that i don't get to fuck with you after awards night about how you didn't win any medals about how you had all those beers in the first round and not one of them did well in the second round i don't get to do that i got zero i wonder if this is a a makes a good case for having a cap on entry mounts 
Because if you had entered 35 beers, you probably would have got one or two in. Maybe one or two. You never know. But yeah. now that there's 15. Well, I used to be for it. Now I'm against it. Right, of course. <laughs> right. Well, that would have been even worse if you got 35 entries and still skunked. I've right. wondered, is it bad practice to enter a beer that you've already won a medal in in the same category the following year? Are you allowed to do that, or is it just shady? Hell, do it all the time. It yeah. won't necessarily hey, hold whatever, up that long. Whatever it takes to win. I mean, people do the same recipes all the time. They, the beer. That was not, really. Yeah. That was really what I meant. I didn't yeah. mean the same beer. Oh yeah, it happens Thank all you, the time. I mean, oh. uh, Tasty has entered his fruit beer for 100 years <laughs> until he re- <laughs> until he retired uh, a couple years ago. But basically, since he was a pirate, he had been entering his Dortmunder <laughs> with fruit added this every single year. Three drops, two. <laughs> Things my most winning beer. And about? you never remessaged me. Just for the record, you went on your tangent about Abby and. I did. No, you didn't. A hundred times I've done it. Just like a woman. You didn't get back to me in time. (laughs) All right, Tasty, let's hear about your brew day. Uh, Were there any particular failures to speak of? Well, yeah, I did have sort of an energy shortage. Uh, I I as well... uh, You took a nap? (laughs) My battery ran out. (laughs) Your pacemaker slowed down? I think I did it it the hottest day so far this year. Okay. So I had to get up early to, to brew and I, when I went to brew, I realized, oh, you know, I, probably, I hope I have enough propane. To oh, I hate that. But you know, I've got propane in the in the uh, in the barbecue grill, and I've got a propane tank on my uh, that that fires up my uh, hot liquor tank and my mash tun. Yeah. Then I have another tank that's for my bull kettle. So I, you know, I have like three tanks going there. Okay. So I figured, well, okay, between all three of these, you know, because once I'm done with the uh, the the uh, the mashing and, and the hot liquor tank, I can move that gas over to the bull kettle. Anyway, so turns out that's pretty much what happened. So I, as well, did, was going to do a step mash. Uh, I did a one twenty two rest and uh, for like fifteen minutes, and then I uh, was shooting uh-huh. to ramp up to uh, one hundred fifty four. But uh, I ran out of gas at one forty five, so I ended up doing a, a rest at, uh, at, at, at one forty five. Well, I switched tanks. Got it from the barbecue grill. Yeah, be nice I, and dry because that was still uh, a short oh, rest. Still I mean, mashing, you know. Yeah, short, just like a well, you know, it's a rest. Yeah. And then I uh, ramped it up to the 154 and uh, let it sit there about, I think about 30 minutes. Okay. And then uh, then I uh, ramped that up to like a mash-off temperature of 165. Okay. And otherwise, you know, the hot side, well, no, I'm sorry, there's still a problem with the hot side. Anyway, that's how the mash went. And then, uh, you know, the boil, it's got like one, you know, one simple addition at 60 minutes. And uh, as, you know, I, I did a 90-minute boil. But 10 minutes for uh, flame out, I ran out of gas. And so uh, instead of hitting my 150 OG, I ended up getting like 148.5. Since there was no late hop additions, it didn't really matter much. Wait, what were you supposed to be at? 150. 150 ended up at 148.5. Okay. And uh, which the only problem with that is I may have like over hopped it a little bit because I had like 20 IBUs of. Holler Tower in there, which is still a, a, a pretty low amount of IBU yeah, anyway, slow, right? Well, yeah, for him, it's low, but I mean, you know. But you think that one forty eight is low too? Point and a half? Might, no, probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, you know. And I thought I well, I make that up a little bit by. I call that a victory in my not a, day. Not a firming as, as aggressively or something like. Finish. <laughs> I call that That's done. A win. <laughs> done. Uh, okay. All right, so I okay, so uh, that's pretty much how the hot side went. Um, I cooled in about 64. Now, uh, wait, wait, wait. Did you, uh, I, if I recall in talking about the recipe, uh, 
you were considering not adding your spices oh, to the boil. That's right. Yet instead doing teas. Yeah, I did a little a little bit of it. I, I took what I anticipated to be the total spice uh, addition and cut that by half. So I did half of just the uh, coriander and the. Uh, this was like homebrew supply store coriander. Okay. And homebrew supply store bitter orange peel. And just about half the normal amount. In the, in the end of the end of the, end of the, end of the boil. Right. I like the way you're thinking here. So you calculate it out. All right, this is right. this is what I think it's going to be. And then you do half of it there. And then you, you're just going to make up the rest of it with the tea. Yeah, on the, on the back side. Just get a little bit of base, you know, and uh, taste it and see what it needs. You know, this, just in just thinking about how we're going to bet on these guys here in a, in a little while, I like this approach. Something about it resonates with me. Because even Doc came in and talked about... You know, you need these fresh spices, which, you know, I don't know how fresh your spices were tasty, but you need these the spice flavor, but you need to be careful. And I think this is yeah. a, a nice, careful approach he's taking here by only doing half in the kettle, leaving him room to make any tea he wants to, to fill out tee-hee. the rest. You just said tea. <laughs> well, this is something that Tasty's really good at in general, which is guiding the no guiding the process throughout and not just when fermentation is done. Well, it's done. We'll keg it. You can't change anything. You know right. you know better. I like the fact you know you put it in the boil and you smell all that great aroma, but that's not going in your beer because you're smelling it. Okay. Exactly. And yeah. being, being able to dial it back in when you didn't already overdo it. But Nate... Ground his own fresh orange peel right there that day. I know I JP likes that. He's was that a lot of work? Do. You're feeling like no, that it wasn't was too bad. Little microplane action, love it. I got a uh, lemon gallons? lemon tree in the yard, so practiced on that first. I didn't use those, <laughs> and then bought really good, the best citrus you can find, which ain't very good in June, but you can still do it. And then uh, did that as the boil was finishing up. Like Didn't lose any left. knuckles. Yeah. See, no. <laughs> this is the difference here between the carnivore and the vegetarian. Nate's like, I went out and I just I found the best oranges I could find. <laughs> the best and I just citrus. It was and so I, bright and, and present. I zested them with my own penis right there on brew day. And, That's the special sauce. And and, and Tasty's like, I just, I went to the homebrew shop and I got I got some orange peel. Because they well, told me to. You can tell who gives a shit. That's my opinion. Wait a minute. Now I have an orange tree. Yeah. No, you know what? And you didn't even use the oranges from well, your. I'm not, it's not no. the right time of year, man. I haven't. That's that's for phase two. The orange. Yeah, I threw okay. that stuff. Right. You know, it says to throw. I that got in some there, so I, did. <laughs> I threw the orange tree in. There. I took a couple that were already pretty ripe, and I got them setting out, like getting riper and riper. Okay, ah, there we go. Also, see, there's a little also vegetarian. You want to eat these oranges? Yeah. The peels also, are going to be amazing. Also known as molding on my counter. Also <laughs> known as rot. No, I have to knock the mold off. And right. then go for the zest. What's yeah. left? Justin just likes to say zesting. Zesting. So. This is Nathan again, and Hi, I just Nathan. so what I so I rode my bike down to the local vegan shop. Um, it's, Whole Foods, get it right. It's a nice little shop there. Um, it's called Whole Foods. Biodiesel powered Volvo <laughs> or or bicycle. And I went and, and, I, and Brandon and I said, was in there, and Brandon's so helpful. Brandon's very helpful, and I said, "Listen, Brandon, here's what I'm involved in. It's a challenge against another gentleman. He's a carnivore. Um, he's." Uh, <laughs> He's a meat eater. Uh, and I just, I want to know what advantage I might have. Do, do you have any oranges that are, I don't know. I want to compete. I want to I make an effort. I want to compete. I really want this to be well, I really, the perfect wit. You know, as a matter of fact, I do. I have some oranges that <laughs> they were like cream of the crop, so to speak. Yeah. I know the farmer personally. I actually go and pick these up at the farm. I love you already, Brandon. In my biodiesel Toyota pickup. It's, oh. a, it's a 73, but it runs like an 81, you know? Are you holding them in the back? <laughs> I love the list. <laughs> 
There's a lot of steam escaping. It's a lot of steam, but it's fine. The pipes, we're working on the pipes. But I would love to give you my stack of oranges. Brandon, if, as, I'm, as I'm holding the oranges, yes. is there a certain, as I'm cupping their roundness, is there a certain firmness I'm looking for? Or should they be a little on the mushy side? No, no, absolutely. They should be very firm, but with a slight... A slight give. You know, like after you've really blasted your buttocks? Yes. Doing squats? Yes, I do know that. Just for the last 15 minutes or so? Yes. Right after you do that, just kind of give them a little, little pop. Yes. Oh, like a, pop. A little, like a little slap. Yeah, just a little, just pop it. Just pop the cheek. It's like a little hit. Yeah, and then it, that, that will tell you that you've really firmed everything up. So I feel like uh, that's how I really grow up my produce. I love it. Thank you, you have Brandon. To juggle You're with welcome. them first. Is that too. pretty much identical to how it went? It Nate? was. That was, mm. yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you guys were there. Is that organic patchouli that you have on? Because I feel... <laughs> you know, see, this is what San Francisco used to be like. That's what, yeah. what Oakland like, is like now. <laughs> it's like yeah, now. I was going to say rock, down in Rockridge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Freaking Berkeley. All right, so, Tasty, you do still have a plan to use some of the, uh, fresh oranges from your yard. And uh, chamomile, too. I got an Indian store that I'm going to go to get some... Fr- Why uh, would you ruin a good beer like that? Because <laughs> it says to... It won't be a whole I'm lot kidding, of it. Man, I'm leave it. Just a little bit of it. Now, as we're having this discussion, we've been uh, trying some wit beer here in the studio. I, I had asked Nate if the uh, if the Ho Garden we tried, which, by the way, the you know JP, I was pretty mm-hmm. hard on on Ho Garden. Uh, <laughs> it was hard on the Ho Garden. It, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, <laughs> but this Whitakirk or whatever it's called, Whitakirk, okay? <laughs> Boston Cookins. It's shite. It's, uh, well, it's too sweet. It's a little sweeter. Well, it's, it's definitely sweeter than the Ho Garden for sure, but uh, yeah. it's a little too sweet for me. Well, it's it, called it, authentic Belgian wheat beer. I don't know about that. It might that. be real old. I don't it's know. also where to come from, and it's been yeah, yeah. it's been You're warm right. and well. But it is sweet. It's Good not. Notes. It's like one of those Belgian like mass beer, like Jubilee training it's, wheels. It's not good. It's not a good beer. It's not very witty. No, actually, yeah, you're right. It's it's not good. They sell it in Listen, cans too. If Bevo cool. doesn't like it, you know mm. it's bad because <laughs> bitter. I like BLL. <laughs> well, the yeah. bottle has dust on it, so that should tell you. How Why about you your? That song? You know what? It's been abused more than you have in your childhood. Wow, it needs therapy. <laughs> A lot. Free therapy? Of free <laughs> therapy. It needs to be open. All right, Tasty, what else? Uh, now you're fermenting. and uh, Right, so yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I, I cooled in at 64, and then I immediately let it rise to 66, and uh, held it there for about uh, a day. Then I went up to 67, and then two more days, I went to 68. And it's still sitting at 68 now, and it's probably almost, uh, almost done. Okay. What was the strain? I use the WLP 400. We have equal things there. That'll be cool. Run par. Both using yeah. our wonderful sponsor, White Labs White East. Labs. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a coincidence, or are there... It's the only one there. That's what I was going to say. There's not a yeah. bunch of wit strains, right? No. It's just, That's the well, only they, White they have, Labs no, wit strain? No, they have two. They have wit one and wit two. Yeah, yeah that was seasonal, okay. I think, right now, too, but I wasn't going to go there. It seems like it attenuated less and, and uh, dropped out more, which is not uh, not what I wanted. Okay. If, you're, if you're brewing a wit, use a wit yeast okay. trust me on this just go for it i've tried different yeast splitting these i was going to use a saison strain uh, to make it a good beer but that was it would have been a wit <laughs> okay i know i'm kidding not too what, what what did brandon say you know you have to have a wit strain for the style this is true <laughs> yeah. doc no I've, I've tried to yeah push it out something was similar and it yeah it, i had five gallons of beer nobody wanted to drink right all right boys uh that's the rundown the next time we hear from these guys about 
their wits, yeah. we'll be tasting them. Yes, we will. Uh, so I think it's time to cast our votes, hmm. our betting votes. Now, keeping in mind that as brewcasters, we can earn points by correctly identifying the winner. You said rectally. Uh, what do these points get us? Uh, they the the winner of the whole brewcaster challenge at the end. Pride. They, they add to that uh, plus pride, right, bragging yeah. rights, mm. uh, anal. If you want, yeah. no, yeah. that that butt plug you always wanted. <laughs> the nope. zero gauge. No, no. <laughs> no. Hell yeah, inflatable. I'm telling you, uh, it goes from like a twenty gauge to a zero gauge. It's I'll great. get back to you on what it gets. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lifetime supply of V neck shirts. No. Sidebar, (laughs) I definitely saw an advertisement for a Justin Bieber blow-up doll. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Is that what you want? That's what she wants. Hell no. It it fit well back there in in the booth. All right. We had talked about what the spread might be on this and and hadn't actually said it. After listening to the two and knowing the style... You know, originally, I felt like Nate had a, a, a slight advantage on this, but... I'm changing my mind, and we need a consensus about this before we vote, but I think it's an even spread. I think they each have an equal chance to win this challenge. Well, but everyone has an equal chance, right? What are you no, basing no. that on? Like, what are you basing well, the equal chance on? Well, first of all, not everyone does, and that's why there's a spread. Like, when, when we did it, it was three to two. Right. So, because there was not an... I mean, in, in essence, sure, anybody can win, but... The way you have to create a spread is to take into account different advantages and, and statistics and things like that. But what I'm saying is Nathan has some secrets up his sleeve that he hasn't given out. Yes. Um, plus, he you know was using fresh stuff all the way through. From Brandon. However, Tasty is going the tincture route, which allows him to really dial in exactly what spice uh, uh, characteristic he wants. So, th- to me, that kind of evens out that playing field. They both know how to ferment a beer. So, fermentation... I don't think we have to. There's no advantage for either. Right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. They both were sober during their brew day, yeah. so neither one had a particular disadvantage there. I just I'm not finding a particular disadvantage, which would make me think that anyone has an advantage. Can I tell you my thought on it? No. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I think that Nate brews a wider variety of beers. Okay. And he because he brews a lot of saisons and such, and I think that you can. I, I think he has more of an advantage in how to put a recipe together um, than Tasty does necessarily. Because oh, well, oh, he's, oh, oh, he's brewing a, or he, that genre oh, of beer, ahead, the, the Belgian beer, that, yeah. that genre, right, right. Because he brews a lot of lighter beers, uh, you know, not uh, obviously not like wit beer light, but the saisons and the pale ales and stuff. Not that Tasty doesn't brew pale ales, but uh, you know, I think he's more known for his darker beers, right? And I think Nate is more known for his kind of lighter European beers. Now, that's what we discussed in the beginning when we said there might be a slight advantage toward Nate. Right. When we, when we first, so I don't disagree with you on any of those comments. So we can put it to the group. Uh, in, in my opinion, we that's what made me feel like Nate initially had an advantage. Now that I've heard this discussion, I feel like it's a level playing field. I wouldn't know what to make the spread. But Moscow, what do you think, uh, having heard the two opinions, or do you have your own? I still think we should give a slight oh. edge to Nate. Okay. Um, we had originally discussed six to five in Nate's favor. I think that that's you still think the that's way to solid. go. Yeah. Doc, what do you think? Any uh, favor here? Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of going with both of these two. Okay. Um, both great brewers, so the, the, the process isn't the problem. Uh, maybe having exper- experience with this type of beer. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I give a slight, slight edge to Nate just because it's more in in his realm. Okay, that's three of you. Yes. So that's good enough. It's six to five. So right. it does, yeah, because it's just a, a majority rule. So the odds are six to five in Nate's favor, meaning if you vote for Tasty to win, you will get more points. Uh, if Ooh. you vote for Nate to win, you. You get less points, uh, and that's how it goes. All right. Uh, Would it make a difference if, if, if I have Vinny help me do the uh, blending? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is this already, has this already well, been Well, I mean, scheduled? would it make a difference? I didn't say it was. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because we, we won't even get to taste it because it won't be out of the barrel for another once year. Once it spreads down, I'm going to put some money down. <laughs> right. Uh, Smart man. What do you think, Vinny? More orange? Less orange? <laughs> right. Well, uh, that, we, now that's a palate you want on your side. <laughs> we did not make a rule that anybody can't go out and get palate assistance once the beer is brewed. No? I think it is uh, inherent to the spirit of the competition. Oh, to bring any ringers. <laughs> Wasn't that kind of like what you did with Jamil? Thank you. you no, no, no. Yes, when it you is. cheated, it yep. is not. It's exactly right. <laughs> Thank you, Bebo. Uh, you're welcome. You agreed to it beforehand. You're right. You're not allowed you're to right. go back once you agree to it. I'm not going it. back. I just you just did. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just because I was the bigger man once doesn't mean that you have to <laughs> once. Once. <laughs> All right. Six Thank to five you. are the odds. Uh, next time we're here, uh, we're going to see the winner. I'll start it out this time. I'll cast my vote. Well, of course you will. Please do, because I don't remember how to do it. Shit. This one is tough. Um, now that we've... All, don't forget, we've also discovered that Nathan has jumped the shark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't vote for me, man. What are you thinking? I'm he done. Lost, he's, he, he, he probably took a, said probably he took stumbled a and he's down. But he is seeking advice from Brandon down at the Whole Foods. Yeah, man. I mean, that's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean cool? <laughs> and... Uh, I'm going with Tasty. Oh, my man Tasty's going to do it. Oh, my goodness. You know, he's never let me down yet, and I don't think he's well, going he, to. Unless he okay. dies. Listen, his record on Can You Brew It? Let's not forget about that. <laughs> the man was a Can You Brew It master. You like to say that he can't brew different beers, but he rocked those Can You Brew It beers. Of varying styles. Moscow put me down as tasty. That's my final vote. And we're not putting we're not putting numbers to these votes, right? Like points. Okay. Well, there will be in the end. Right. Six to oh, five. Right. Six You're to right. five. Six right. to five. Uh, okay. Doc. Well, I'm Nate. Nate all the way. Going Nate all the way. Yeah, you didn't even right. have to think Doc. about it. Beaver. Yeah. Tasty. Not a girl. Mosky. I'm going tasty. Okay. Now we got a little competition and Jipper. Nate. Go 100%, Nate. 125%. Is that split down the middle? I no, that's I six to count. five. Can't count. Uh, uh, it is uh, three. That's two votes for uh, for Nate, right? That's uh, Doc and JP voting for Nate. Okay. These bars count more. Oh. They do. How about that? Nate's the underdog. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People like the From spread. the streets of the dro. I'm the underdog. <laughs> I have a feeling Nate's going to be visiting Brandon a lot this week. <laughs> it'd be Vinny. We just help, lit a fire me. under his ass. Yeah, help me fag this up a little bit more. What can we do? <laughs> oh, man. Well, need more chamomile? Or <laughs> Listen, you can never have enough chamomile. I think you need more bitter orange. You know, it's, you know I like the chamomile. It just... You know, it sets me right. We only sell it in four pounds, uh, four pound <laughs> packages. But the beauty of it is, when you're done brewing with it, 
You can take the leftovers and make a really killer tea. It's just a great tea. It'll Share put you right friends. to sleep. Have you ever done that? <laughs> it's, it's just great. All right. Just some peppermint and a nice fire. Gentlemen, thank you for the update on the Whit Beer Challenge. Uh, uh, of course. When we see your faces next, you'll have beer in front of us, and uh, we'll do the voting. And we're going to take a, a quick break. When we come back, I've got a little feedback to do. Plus, we're doing the beer news. Uh, so we'll wrap things up. 888-401-BEER if you want to call in. I do have to mention Drunk of the Week when we come back, too. Hang in there. It's That's the session. you do. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Did you know the Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri? The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries. The best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented. And kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. New and hard to find beer every week. No two visits are the same, just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolfbrow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolfbrow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com 
All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today by popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com. Or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. (laughs) I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. (laughs) (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Fix that door. You better get out of my general store. You sold me one. You can sell me one more. I ain't gonna sell you no beer no more. Beer. 
way. You can go up a while, but don't be late. Well, we're going driving on the interstate. You can take my car, so just close the gate. Like beer, radio shouldn't suck. If only Nate could still rock this hard. <laughs> oh, he might. The joke gets deeper. He might still have a little fight in his dog, uh, or dog in the fight. I don't forget how it goes. Zero out of fifteen, bitch. <laughs> what? Uh, it comes up a big. No, oh, wait. No, 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 you I can don't. still headbang. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, I dropped the ball. Like the sharks <laughs> in the playoffs. Oh! Huh? Nothing. Hey, rude. Nothing. Rude. <laughs> but super accurate. All right. Once again, I'd like to thank our guest today, Bill Kovaleski from Victory Brewing Company. He was a great guest. I really enjoyed the interview. And, you know, he gave us a, a, a recipe, which we don't always get, so I thought that was awesome, too. If you need a way to uh, gather your recipes and get ready for brew day, I highly recommend Beersmith Homebrewing Software. You can go to beersmith.com and check it out, and he'll give you a free 21-day trial. It works on both platforms, the PC and the Mac. 
and it's the only one that is completely up to date and as robust as possible. Uh, it's on version uh, like 2.1 uh, by now, and it's really just a, a badass piece of brewing software. I highly recommend. Doesn't it. he have the mobile devices uh, up yet? He does. Yeah, you can so. also get it on your on your phone or your Kindle or your iPad or your. Yeah. Uh, He's got the whole recipe cloud thing. He's I'll, got the recipe database, which has thousands upon thousands of recipes. I'll put my whipped uh, beer there. When, when oh, there you done. go. Perfect. Yep. If it wins. Uh, <laughs> uh, either way. <laughs> I'll, right. I'll wallow in more loses if it loses. <laughs> uh, go over to beersmith.com right now and check it out. Like I said, free 21-day trial. Brad is going to be at the uh, Brewing Network 8th Anniversary Party if you want to talk to him about it. He'll also be at NHC, and uh, you can meet him there. He's actually a really nice gentleman, and uh, you'll enjoy talking to him about the software. So uh, check it out, beersmith.com. Dot com. Can we talk about the software there at the party, or should we just party with him? Should probably just party with him. But he does like to talk about the software. I'm going to admit because I, I could corner him and stuff. <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, yeah. He he'll he'll do it. He'll love it. Uh, he he's he's into it. Like whereas I don't really want to talk about the Brewing Network except when I'm at the Brewing Network. Uh, most people are different about their companies. They enjoy talking about it when they're not at. Uh, I don't know how that happens. Uh, but, uh, uh, anyway. Uh, so it'll be a good time. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for beer news. Can we have some? It's the Brewing Network's beer news, brought to you by Belgian Beer Me and Bamberg Beer Me Beer Tours. Well, even the beer news is Pennsylvania-centric this week. The Hammer of Glory, uh, which is the official symbol of Philly Beer Week, has been returned safely after it was stolen at a Beer Week event. Um, our friend uh, Joe Sixpack, a.k.a. Don Russell, he was on the show a few weeks ago, he reported in his column that it had gone missing as it was being passed around for a photo op at an event called Best of Ale. It was turned in the next day at Frankfurt Hall. That's a German pub restaurant there in Philly. Uh, Don was real worried about it. He thought someone threw it into a dumpster. He even filed a police report. Uh, shortly after it was returned, though, uh, he got a phone call, Don did, from the man who claimed to be the one who turned it in. Uh, Don's quote was, uh, I think it was some kid. He told me that it was his dumbass friend who stole it and threw it onto I-95. Oh. And that's where he retrieved it from. Uh, Don thinks that uh, Don thinks the guy should have to pay for his crime by being condemned uh, to a life of nothing but Coors Light. Oh! Uh, mm-hmm. Terrible punishment. Mm-hmm. You know, stories like this can can, can unfold in, in two ways. It, 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 it always happens that it's just some drunk guy who thought it was a good idea at the moment. That's and, weird. You know... We've all had those moments, some to lesser degrees. I'm married to that guy. <laughs> exactly. If I'm glad you said that, and I'll tell you, there's not a person in this room and not a listener. And if you do, I'll call you a liar to your face who hasn't made a poor decision while you've been drinking. Uh, like I said, some well, of them, <laughs> some of them are to lesser degrees and or greater degrees than right. others. This was just some drunk guy who thought at the moment it was funny to bring the thing. However. Sometimes we stick to our guns on that stupid decision, and we're oh, like, yeah. and we're like, f them! I got the hammer now. I meant still, to do I'm that. Still married to that guy. <laughs> Look, I drank more than anybody. I deserved that hammer. Yeah, yeah, and, and it deserved to be thrown out on I ninety five. I'm happy that this one didn't turn out that well, way. It, it might have been the hey guys. Look what I got. Holy fuck! You can't oh my do God. Yeah. Get, get it out of here! Get it out of here! And that's right. where it went on on 995. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, you're right about that, Doc. You've gotten ditched right out of the car. Get it out of here! Get it out of here! Oh, uh, good call. Well, luckily it didn't sustain too much damage on 995. I mean, it, it is... It's the ha- golden hammer. It, it is a hammer. I, I wonder how he... I, I included a picture of it in uh, the uh, notes there for you, Jay. I wonder how the hell he got it out of the bar. I mean, it's it's pretty big. 
Yeah. Did you see the size of it? I saw it. Well, it's a giant, like, sledgehammer. How, like, how do you hide that? How big is the dude? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a hammer. It's, it's really heavy. But yeah. is the guy, like, Thor? Was he big, too? <laughs> JP, something inside me senses you might have a different opinion <laughs> about the hammer being stolen. Is it a big deal? No, absolutely not. Look, first of all, you filed the police report. The same night, it's a hammer, dude. But it, they've clearly used it for several years. Look, it's part of a tradition. It, sure, and I know, understand you want to get it back, but also, to, like, it was all over the internet and all over the craft beer news. Help get find the hammer. Get, really? <laughs> slow, slow news day, dude. It's fine. It's a hammer. It'll turn up. Don't worry about well, it. Well, hey, look, it was it wasn't even missing for twenty four hours. Did the police even take it seriously? Of course not. Yeah, it's a, well. It's a hammer with an. It engraving. could have walked away by itself. Oh, oh well, it has an engraving. Well, I didn't know that. What does it say? So it's uh, the Philly Beer Week logo is engraved on it. It does. It's not a ball peen hammer like you're picturing. It's like a almost a sledgehammer. Like right. A, so like it's a, got a big old head on. Oh, it. it's like really a Thor big. hammer. You know. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things that like, why did it make national beer news? It's it's super local. It's just some shit got ripped off from a beer fest and then it got returned 24 hours later. <laughs> it's not like that's not that big of a deal. My socks went missing for longer than that today. What, what, that's my next story. What, what was the what was the beer? Um, there's a, there's a there's a beer award that disappeared for a long time. Yeah, it's called the AHA Club of the Year Award. Yeah, was, was, that, was, was that the one they found <laughs> you know, at some yeah, bar? Yeah, it's at the Brewing Network. Yeah. No, no, no. It was no, disappeared no. for seven years. No, Doc's right. There was something. It's the AHA Club of the Year Award. Oh, the original one you're the saying. The Homebrew Club of the Year Award. That one in particular. It was gone for like seven years. And they found, oh. they found it in some place. They found it at the Four Points Sheridan at LAX. Yes. Yeah. On the fucking wall there. Wait, the, the one we have in our studio? Yeah. That was missing for that long? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When did it turn back up? I had a couple years ago, a couple two tree years ago. I and think it was, it was about seven years. But yeah, it, it, it was a repeats. couple. Yeah, it was like well, and it just showed up in a strange place, like the Sheraton. Yeah, <laughs> strange. That's where I got left by the drunk homebrewer who left it there, oh, and he couldn't take it on the plane. I guarantee you, the cops weren't called when that shit was discovered stolen. We uh, we brought the, the the trophy ourselves to uh, the NorCal Homebrew Festival a couple years ago. And, uh, Let people touch it. They, you, didn't you? Well, we put it char- at the booth. You charged them to touch if it. I would have bottled my entries with that thing, <laughs> I would have been fine. You might not be washed up. Exactly. <laughs> no, I brought it to NHC and CHF, and um, we left it at the booth overnight <laughs> when I when I went camping. And you know, a lot of a lot of clubs go to that, and and a lot of clubs aren't exactly stoked about the Brewing Network Club winning. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. When I woke up the next morning, and realized that we had that we had left the trophy at the at the booth down at the fest grounds. I was fucking terrified <laughs> that I was going to get down there and it and it we wouldn't gone. be there. And you know what? The upstanding citizens of the NorCal Homebrew Clubs left it be. It was right where I left it. I will never do that again. I genuinely, I woke up terrified because I just <laughs> you thought, how am I going to go back to Gary, Gary Glass at the AHA and go? Uh, so about that trophy. I totally misplaced the trophy, Gary. I didn't protect the trophy. Well, also, it would serve Gary right. We still don't have our plaques from the last two years of well, winning. You're right. Okay, the NorCal- Everyone else does. I gotta get those made this year. We should hold the trophy They do ransom. it. Justin, the NorCal trophy, you know, the, that time when I fell in the ditch when you were driving the Hummer? Yeah. Um, somehow that got home with me. Yeah. And I found out later, you're not supposed to take it home. <laughs> See, so anyway, so things like this happen all the time. They sent, Moscow. They sent people to get it. Yeah, but did they oh, call? Really? Did they call your house? It's my house. Guy. Did they call the cops? No, it's a super overreaction. And the town, all the towns, Philly, I'm sure, doesn't they need to spend police resources looking for a hammer. They were very upset about it. it. Well, they. However, all that media attention 
did get the hammer back, so you got to give him yeah, that. Sure, it did. <laughs> who find it on the side of I ninety five? Who found someone that who read an article about it? it. Clearly, no, no questions asked. No, wait, wait, wait. It so was a kid. Yeah. Nobody was ever arrested for this. Yeah, no, the no, kid. No, the kid's his friend. His stupid friend. St- uh, oh, sure, it was his friend. Yeah, his it was friend. A, yeah, right. You stole that Sam. hammer. This guy, no. It was a friend of Sam. You cracked that bell with this hammer. All right, going to jail. You better What's give it next, Moscow? After a scheduled. Uh, their scheduled uh, settlement hearing, sorry, in the U.S. District Court in Lexington, uh, West Sixth Brewing Company and Magic Hat uh, have released a joint statement announcing a settlement of their logo dispute. I reported this a couple of segments ago. It was the six and the nine uh, yeah. dispute. Yep, six to uh, nine. It was uh, issued by Magic Hat's public relations firm in New York. It indicates that there will be no further comment on the matter from either party. An injunction was filed over the Memorial Day weekend, which means the end of the social media smear campaign that was uh, being conducted by West Sixth's fans and West Sixth themselves. It also means that West Sixth retracts and apologizes for a listing of statements and assertions that were put forth in some of its internet postings about the case. But this is one of those things that it's like uh, in court when it, the, the, the witness says something and then the judge goes, no, 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 throw that out. Jury, Retract pretend it. like you never heard it. Y- y- yeah, yeah. Except Ooh. they heard it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't like this outcome one bit. I read it earlier this week and I was alluding to this a little bit when we were talking to Bill about the Hop Devil Grill uh, earlier mm-hmm. in the program in the interview. And I'm I'm happy that the two companies came to a resolution and we don't have to hear a long drawn out battle and clearly it was something fair i can't complain about that that's fantastic what i don't like is when we have to issue a joint statement that says we will no longer talk about it that's what it says which means by the way it wasn't perfectly amicable uh or maybe not amicable but amicable at all uh so we will neither one of us will talk about it and we retract all of our statements but the reason that west six put out all their statements is because they felt that they were getting the shit end of the stick. And then I, I just... You know what it does? It just treats us like idiots. I'm not blaming the two brewing companies. It's legalese. It's the way the law works. It's the lawyers saying, look, we're going to come to this agreement, and then you're both going to shut up. So I, I get it. doesn't mean I'm happy about it. What would you have liked to have seen? I would like to have seen them both come clear and go, you know what? We said a bunch of shit about Magic Hat, and we kind of meant it. But here's what Magic Hat did. They came back and said, okay, you know, you're right. This whole thing got a little out of hand, and this is our solution. Because they're the ones who brought it into the public realm. West Six is the one who let us know about it. Otherwise, we never would have known about it. So now that I know about it, I kind of want real answers. I don't want the bullshit answer. I don't want the, oh, uh, well, it's all fine now. It's, it's clearly not fine. So tell me why you're retracting your statements. You're the ones who, you're, you made me fucking see your statements. Tell me why you're retracting them. Did Magic Cat actually give you what you want? Because a whole bunch of people supported West Six, signed a petition, and went, they, don't you think they deserve to know if what they did was effective? Yeah, basically Magic Cat won. Or not, I, I, I don't know. Well, let me ask you, know. what, 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 what please It's a plea down about, hey, shut up. Stop, stop dragging my name through the dirt. I'll stop dragging you through the dirt. Stop. But they recruited a bunch of people to help them, and I think those people deserve to know what happened. And, again, I understand it. Moscow, find that out for us. (laughs) (laughs) I understand why it went down that way, but I just wish there were some answers. What do you think uh, would have been the best reason that West Six could have given for their retraction? Say they had just said, well, we're, we're, we're acquiescing here because we felt that we... and. You know, the, the best reason we're irrational and and, and jump to the gun oh, on this. We didn't no, say, we said a bunch of shit. Not. We don't. We did. We don't. Didn't mean. 
That's not what. That's Jesus, not what Jesus happened. Say. They actually meant every word they said. They did. The, you're, I think what you're getting at is the best thing that happened is that Magic Hat said, "Okay, we're going to stop this." But what you need to do is retract all your statements, and then you can go on using the logo and yeah. everything else. Right. And so that's the best outcome. And so they said, "Okay, fine." We're retracted all. Yes. My problem, and I'm just talking, again, I understand how it works legally. They're better off saying nothing. But as a human being with a brain, my problem is, well, well now you're the one lying to me, West Six. You're lying to me. By saying I retract all my statements, it's, they weren't true. They were actually true. You used them as leverage until Magic Hat gave you what you wanted, and now right. you go, ah, but take it all back. Right, and and it's yeah, it's, it's you're, they're not fooling anyone. It's very clear that the lawyers made them say I retract all of my statements. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's They just say they didn't mean it. But also, social media, people already forgot about it. The fact that this came out, it just kicked everything back up again. Because you have a very short shelf life on social media. No one gives a shit anymore. And then they bring this back up again. And you're right, but it kicked it up like like for a millisecond. Because the fact that their statement is, now we're not going to talk about it, it's gone. Now it's gone. It kicked it up for a a, a millisecond. Now, all of this complaining I'm doing... I guarantee you that the day will come where I'm going to have to do a smear campaign about some brewery who won't let go of my hop grenade. Oh, let's do it right now. And then I'll have to come back and go, I take it all back. They weren't actually fucking assholes. In that, in that okay. example, it would be the opposite. It would be they ran a smear campaign against you. Yeah. They took your logo and the, you see what I'm saying? Well, I do, except that if they were not responsive to me saying, listen, here's the trademark, the number, it's it's. It's federally issued. I own it. If they refuse to do anything about it, rather than spend a fortune on lawyers, the first thing I would do is let all of you know about it in Radio Land. Hey. I would let you know that Brewery Whatever is completely stealing my logo. We know it's going to happen. That's what we I'm kn- saying. We know you're going to go off. Can we just practice now? <laughs> I don't. I can't because it won't be genuine emotion. Oh, it will be. But the uh, it will be then. You're already uh, fired up. But what I'm saying is... In resolution, I'm going to be the guy that I'm complaining about right now. That's my point. Is that I'm going to have to once they resolve it, I'm going to have to go. All right, I'm sorry that I said that such and such should get fucked in the ass with a broomstick. I Are you though? I didn't mean it. It depends on what it takes to get my trademark back. Well, yeah, you mean it. because it'll yeah. be the difference between spending money we don't have on a lawyer or doing some stupid agreement. See, that's when I wish I had a, a trademark that people wanted to go because I part of me would want to represent myself you didn't, and just you, write my own letters. And, and you, then but you, you'd lose. Then you go to trial and you go, look, I've had it for five years before they even knew about it. You'd lose. It's mine. You'd Did lose. you register Dr. Homebrew? It's too, the system is complicated in the, <laughs> in, in, the, in, the, in the favor of lawyers. It's right. complicated for a reason so that you need representation. You would lose. Unfortunately, God mm. damn it, I want that to be the, the way it would go, JP, because I would be your biggest uh, Twitter follower during the process. <laughs> you should be. But you'd lose. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know that. You don't know that either. I do. Maybe. There's a slim chance you'd win. Is your lawyer telling you this? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. What else, Musk? Technicians at Australian cell phone provider Telstra have announced that they have located a, uh, the source of a uh, black spot that has been interfering with their mobile network in several neighborhoods. It was a man's beer fridge in his garage. <laughs> <laughs> sounds unbelievable, but the refrigerator was tracked down by software bots that look for these sorts of things and workers wielding special antennas. The fridge's motor was blamed for causing the disturbance, with uh, Telstra engineers saying that an electrical spark that the motor was producing evidently created enough radio frequency noise to, quote, create blackouts on the spectrum that carries our mobile voice calls and internet data. This just <laughs> in, the home brewer lives in Moraga, California, and is a, <laughs> and is a dentist. Oh, wait, that didn't happen. 
I'm uh, just going to say, we have some got, of those fridges in our garages, I think. Right. I definitely Dark have one. Dark about 20 too. of them. Uh, Telstra's veteran black spot detector, uh, Greg Halley, said that technicians oh. use directional antennas to track the precise location of the disruption. <laughs> in the past, they have found ATMs and illegal signal boosters and other things that have been the culprits, Shh. and there's hundreds of these types of cases each year. Uh, it makes you wonder, like, what does a fridge motor have to be doing to bring down a cellular network? Right. Well, it's a big motor. It's, it's, it's letting off a lot of spark. More importantly... I wish I was a fly on the wall when the knock on the door came. <laughs> Guys in like hazmat suits? It, it, uh, sh- hello? Uh, sir, we have uh, been uh. able to triangulate our uh, black hole in our network to your house. Uh, are you running any large electrical equipment? Uh, I got a beer fridge. <laughs> Hello, who's this? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's electrical. Uh, can we see your beer fridge? Sure. It's my entire garage. <laughs> Do you want to have a beer? I made an IPA, but I put <laughs> socks in it because in, I ran out of cheesy hops. and It's supposed yeah. to be cheesy, right? Yeah. I spiced it with a little something extra. My dead wife's ashes. <laughs> want to try some? Why is it that every homebrew is a redneck? That I don't know. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> I don't know. They're making that stuff in your bathtub. The we're, survey that uh, I took, that, you, wasn't, that wasn't the case. You're worse to, than the Buffalo Hot Wings commercial or whatever the hell that yeah, is. I love right. that commercial. <laughs> you guys should, well, you guys, I can tell you'd like it. Yes. Reminds me of the guy who put the raccoon penis in the beer. Wasn't that your husband? Oh, that was a different, that was a homebrewer. <laughs> that was a homebrewer. Yeah. Blue a raccoon. In the beer, I meet my butt. So, what did they do? Did they offer to repair his fridge for him? I think they just took it away in, uh, yeah! in like a biohazard container. <laughs> they can't do that. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder what he did with all his beer. I don't know what to do with my beer now. I'll just leave it in the spot <laughs> that the fridge was in. It's going to get warm. I guess I got a beer. Better drink, drink it. Better drink it real quick. You're such asshole. God made the sun, and the sun don't hurt nothing, does it? <laughs> All right, let's see one last one. Uh, right. Pressure-preserved hops may be a natural medicine to treat stomach ulcers, according to Pavel Cermak. Weed's he, better. He's the, <laughs> I like Pavel. <laughs> he's the head of the uh, microbiology department at Tomeyer Hospital in the Czech Republic. He's also a member of the Prague Research Institute of Brewing and Malting uh, that has proved these effects. Stomach ulcers and other inflammation are caused by bacteria. And uh, their treatment has always been via antibiotics and other drugs, as you would expect. But uh, this form of treatment is not uh, successful in lots of cases. So experts have been looking for other natural, quote-unquote, substances as alternatives, especially plants. Um, another researcher from the Institute uh, said that hops also contain a number of other substances with favorable effects, such as uh, phytoestrogens and antioxidants, which help prevent cancer, potentially. Mm. Uh, but prepare to be disappointed. The method of ingestion is not beer. Uh, it is food supplements that would contain fresh hops. This uh, is bullshit. That's all I have to say the, about that. The government <laughs> cannot tell me how to take my hops. <laughs> yeah, I will take them the way I've always taken them. Uh, that's through a beer. Well, the problem is that the the substances um, are there. If you dry them, that's no good. The or nature. if you dilute them via beer, that's no good. They, they right. have to be fresh. Oh, so we're my go- guns, my freedom, my IPA. You All can right. keep the change. <laughs> we're gonna have to come out with the hop garnish. So, so we're gonna have to go into the hop garden and just graze. It sounds like a conspiracy to me. <laughs> you can't tell me how to take my health. Hell. Well, I love how everything bad is now the fault of a redneck. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Think about it. Well, they're the only ones fighting back. Hell. Uh, you know You know that this study Put even started because they were like, hey, uh, 
this whole marijuana thing, it's it's just too successful. It's working too well. We should try to find something that's R- green and it. leafy and is not pot. And in the same family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not far down the road. Like cousin. That's uh, where it came from. They didn't just, out of the blue, pick hops. They went, well, shit, it's cousin works. Why don't we try the hops, and then we can sell it to everybody? Yeah, it's like you wanted a weed prescription, but you got that. And it wasn't even in a beer. Yeah, right. it's like it's weed, got... weed junior. Well, that's a, what Europeans do. I here's mean, a pack of hops. <laughs> wow, your eyes look huge. You guys look amazing when I put these glasses and, on. And you look almost smart. It's like a 3D movie. <laughs> Everything's in 3D. That's weird, right? <laughs> well, you wouldn't think that everything would be in 3D no. in real life. Yeah. That's, no, when your vision's better, life. you can see more, you have more death perception. Somehow you got a propeller hat and your height, your shorts got hiked up a bit more. And <laughs> I feel like I'm 18 again. I want to go bang abroad and finish in eight seconds. And uh, <laughs> Hey, Nate. Wedgie? Smoke a pack of GPCs. Well, you're getting a wedgie for me and Nate. <laughs> All right. That's the news brought to you by Belgian Beer Me and Bamberg Beer Me Beer Tours. Follow them on Facebook uh, to uh, check out current and upcoming tours. Belgian Beer Me, BambergBeerMe.com. Even my hearing is different now. What? You know when you fuck with one sense, your others... Yeah. Huh? Now you can't hear shit. No. I can't hear a thing! No, really, though. Do, do those make my eyes that big when I wear them? Yeah, but- <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah. Am I supposed idiot. to wear them farther away from my eyes so yeah, I look it, down it, on them? And then look, no. look like well, they go. are. Yeah. Oh, you guys look terrible when the glasses go away. You're all blurry and out of focus. And, out, and, the, and your color sucks. JP, you look very unhealthy. I am unhealthy. Your pallor is. But somewhat. your color is is a wonderful shade of olive when Thank my you. when Thank my you. glasses that's are on. My Mediterranean hair. That is Greekness. <laughs> right. It's Greekness. <laughs> Why is she laughing at you I like don't, that? I don't know. <laughs> because JP said Mediterranean heritage and Doc, the doctor, said his Greekness. Well, you don't have to be smart to be a doctor. <laughs> hey. Case in point. Hi. Hi. What? I'm not oh talking. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, let's do some feedback. It's going to be an interesting feedback, I'm going to tell you right now. Buckle in for the ride. Feedback's brought to you tonight by Moonlight Meadery. You can go to MoonlightMeadery.com, and they're a wonderful uh, young meadery taking care of us here at the Brewing Network and you across the country. You can find their mead everywhere. Go to MoonlightMeadery.com and check it out. All right, most of the feedback today comes in as a reply to my discussion of whether or not we should keep drunk of the week. I'm sorry, can I clarify that? You didn't say, because I thought you said we're going to remove it altogether. I did not say that. Really? Are you sure? I did not say that. I'm pretty sure, no, he did not say that. I did not say that in any way, shape, or form. That's amazing. What I said was... Quick, Moscow, play the sound... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Soundboard was... The soundboard, however, was uh, unequivocally uh, revoked uh, uh, during last episode. Oh, we can't can't even play it back. I merely brought up the suggestion (laughs) that you hated it. That... It's not a good segment anymore. Mm. It's not producing good radio. Uh, it's a waste of not only our time, but our listeners' time. And that we should consider not having Drunk of the Week as an official uh, segment. Now, I didn't say we shouldn't take Drunk of the Week calls if they happen to come in and they're interesting and somebody happens to be genuinely drunk the and, listeners have to earn and it. entertaining enough to, to win a Drunk of the Week medal. I would be happy to take those phone calls. I would never take away a good drunk phone call. Yeah. My opinion was simply that it's becoming difficult to make a segment week after week. And by becoming, I mean it's been that way for over a year. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, there was a little bit of backlash. <laughs> However, a slight bit. This is the weird part. As usual, I'm fucking right. I anticipated that a very small number of people would be against it, and that an in- a, a very enormous number of people would think exactly like I do, and that is that we shouldn't <laughs> of force you did. the segment. Turns out I was right. I have identified, I will I will let you know, exactly three people literally that, that don't think Drunk of the Week should go yes. away. Two of them are listeners, the other one's Doc. All three of them are the drunkest people I know. <laughs> but everybody else in the world was fine. And those two people are in the for- in the chat room a lot. Yeah. They're suddenly gone from the entire internet for the last week. Oh. And they're not in the chat room. Strange. Yeah, it's real weird. All right, I'll read you the feedback, and then I will get back to my discussion on whether or not we're doing Drunk of the Week. Here we go. Uh, sent from my iPhone writes in, uh, Dear Fucktards. He writes in a lot. By eliminating Drunk of the Week, and by the way, just a warning, I know our language is bad on this show in general, but... Hang in there for this feedback segment. Uh, If there's kids in the car, you're going to want to turn off the radio or put on the headphones. If you're at work, you're going to want to do that. It's it's about to get gnarly. Uh, Dear Fucktarts, by eliminating Drunk of the Week, you will be eliminating one of the funniest parts of the fucking show. A part that people look forward to and a part that these drunk fucks can actually participate in. You should be bitch slapped for even bringing it up. You sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes it's not that funny, and you get some boring donkey ball licking drunks, but all the bullshit that follows that you fucktard say is pretty funny and entertaining. If anything, you should get rid of the gay ass Twitter games that JP plays. <laughs> because let's face it, JP is a Jewish homo. <gasps> Suck it, JP. Fuck you guys. Save the soundboard. Sent from my iPhone. First of all, <clears throat> JP is not a fucktard. No. But I am a Jew. No, I'm not no, a Jew either. No, you're not either. a Jew either. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there's there's one. There's some fact-checking required. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the second one is from the same person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because I got these both in the feedback email and my personal email. Steve-O writes in. Oh. <laughs> Jay. And by the way, this is going to bring up a whole other discussion. <laughs> Jay, love you as a friend. I truly think of you as a friend, homie. Homie. Hope everything turns out for the best for you. I want to point out right now that I've met Steve-O one time. But he loves you already. My my love homie friend. Yeah. He hopes everything turns out well for you. One time. All right. The show has been a little stale, like you said. Did I say the show's been stale? No. The show's been a little stale, like you said. But have you ever thought that the stale has come from the hosts? Think about it. Back in the day when you more worried about the information than the radio, you had brewers and all people in the industry showing up uninvited. Why? Not because they were worried about good radio, because they seen the passion in your heart for beer. <laughs> I can't I can't even get through it without some commentary. Fuck you! Steve, you don't even know what you're talking about. You have no idea what has happened over the course of eight years on the show. People didn't sh- People showed up because we were make because we've made a lot of relationships with people in the industry. Right. And there was buzz around the show. And the same thing still happens on the program. And I didn't say that we've lost that activity. What I said was that drunk of the week has been lackluster and boring. And by the way, I 
always cared about radio. That's the reason we're, we've been this successful. Is because radio is number one and beer is number two. Which is why we've upgraded our equipment. We've upgraded our locations. Our guests, our hosts. And, and I can't remember the last time, you know, Vinny dropped by just to hang out because everyone wants to come down from fucking, you know, Santa Rosa to Martinez hang out. and sit in a fucking bedroom on a Sunday night. But he knows me because he's met me once. Here we go. He loves you, though. He goes on. I love you, bro. And totally understand this is your life. But I ask you. It's like you came out to him, and he's like, look, I don't hate you because you're gay. This is your life. I love you, bro. But I have to ask. But I have to yeah. tell you things. He's I love you, bro. I totally understand this is your life, but I ask you. By the way, this was sent to feedback, so, Steve, I don't want to hear any bullshit about how you read my shit on the air. Uh, but I ask you, try and remember, back in the day when you loved beer. Remember you, when you loved it? Oh, my God. It was all about the beer. You used to get excited about what people were brewing and drinking, etc. Nowadays, that love isn't there, really. It's obvious on air. I'm sorry to say it. You know, I will tell you right now, Steve-O, that if that's the truth, uh, then you're right. I should I should bail. I should throw in the towel. There you go. Uh, I love beer now more than ever. We can't jump the shark on the same show. That's <laughs> next time. That would be jumping the shark. I have no idea what you're talking about, how I used to love beer. I I honestly, I've got no fucking clue what you mean. Go back and listen to the 2005 episodes. The first year we were on air, by the way. I will not. (laughs) The audio quality is just awesome. Is anybody good when they... Ah, Jesus. Go back, listen to 2005 episodes. I know you'll cringe and say, what horrible radio, but you had brewers showing up at random at your place at the time. You had people volunteering to help you. Bebo's still here every week. Susie's still here every week. Tasty's still here every week. Nathan's still here every week. Fucking Doc's still here every week. I don't have people volunteering to help. Well, and we got we got involved with the BNA eight, uh, the club not BNA, but the club night this year wouldn't have happened without a listener volunteering. I haven't heard a single person show up at the studio to just hang out in a while. Why? Once Roger's done brewing, uh, uh, building his brewery, I'll bring him by so we can show everyone his ass. Wasn't Milo here last week? Oh yeah, yes, yeah, showed but, up randomly. But, the but, same with the same show that this fucking retarded email was written on. Really, nobody knows how to get here. But it, on Mars, <laughs> we're in Martinez. On yeah. Mars, the show is delayed, so he's just probably getting it now. I know you love homebrew, craft beer. I'm not saying that from you. I'm not denying that from you. And like I told Doc, and you better hug him because that guy stuck with you since day one. Not JP, he points out. What what's what's with the shot to me for no reason at all? Because you're a dick. Oh, I'll get to that. Because I haven't stood by you in eight years? Oh, I will get or, to that. Yeah. And like I told Doc, and you better hug him because that guy has stuck by you since day one, not JP. <laughs> the ass hattery and the passion you had back then uh, want grot radio. That's how it was written. It's easy for him to say. <laughs> I think he means it was great radio. So don't blame weak callers. Blame weak entertainment. So I'm not to blame the people call. Right. So on the specific segment I was talking about, Drunk of the Week, which is focused on callers calling in drunk, I am not to blame the callers. That's correct. I am to blame weak entertainment. Go back to the passion of just beer and of us a little. People who love beer. What does that even mean? I love you, Justin. I love you, man. Steve-O. <laughs> Someone needs to up their meds. This this is no basis in reality at all. It literally isn't. So, 
By the way, he did study psychology and sociology. I just want to point that out. Really? Yeah. All right. Not only did I get this message, I got several private messages, all of the same nature. From the same person. From the same person. There was only one other person who was against the Drunk of the Week canceling, and that's the guy who lit the hoodie on fire. Spider? Snowcap. Snowcap. No, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Spider. Not Spider. Snowcap. Awesome photograph. That was great. By the way, had you done that on air, you might have won fucking Drunk of the Week, you <laughs> asshole. And then we went have to cancel it. Yeah. But instead, you do it off air like a fucking idiot. Now, Steve-O, there's a couple things here. And, and it, it brings up a broader subject for me that's been bothering me lately. And that is, why is it? That as soon as we meet somebody now, we're everybody's best fucking friend. <laughs> Why is it that if I go to a, a, a goddamn homebrew conference for a couple of days and I meet one person and, and everything's nice and he meets other listeners, why, why does everybody go, oh, that that's so-and-so. What a great guy. They're so wonderful. That's my best friend and we're good friends. And What the hell happened to building a relationship? They feel like they already have that. They have that. Oh, but I know, but I, yeah. but I've seen you on Facebook, and I know the whole thing. Now, I'm not saying I get a lot of comments when I meet listeners that that they know us and we don't know them. I don't mean that. That that's a part of radio, and the fact that you likely know more about us because we talk about ourselves here on the show than than we know about you. I think it's a very natural thing. Uh, but but to to assume that we're bros, that that we we're best friends, that the greatest that that the person you've spent six hours with is the greatest human being you've ever met, is a fucked up part of of what we do right now socially. And I think that has to do with social media. Absolutely. And I think it has to do with shallow relationships. And I'm going to be honest with you folks right now. I don't have a lot of friends. I really don't. I have a shitload of acquaintances, but the people that I give a fuck about are people that have spent a lot of time building trust and a relationship, and I, and I know that their character is actually solid, and that I, I could take what they say to me, not with a grain of salt, but as fact. I mean, these are the people that I can say, I love you, bro. You don't fucking know me, Steve-O. And I'll give you another example of how you don't know me, Steve-O. JP yeah. has been on this program since nearly the beginning. He has spent more hours in this studio than anybody on the program except for myself. He puts his time in here. He puts his energy. He takes shit from you people. If you knew me at all, if you were my bro, you would know that you don't say shit about my bros. You don't go talking about them in a serious way that they're the ones bringing shit down. If you fucking knew me, you'd know to keep your goddamn mouth shut. You don't talk about my bro like that. So fuck you, Steve-O. Don't talk about JP on social media and anything else. I don't mind when people talk about our character on the show, and if you don't like you know, JP's negative attitude and this and that, but he's here for a goddamn reason, so don't send me some private message like you're my bro telling me about how JP isn't good for the program. Or that I don't have your back. Or that you don't have my back. Retarded. Or that... I just, this is what bothers me. It, it, it just got taken to a whole new level where people think that they know what the hell's happening around here and they don't. Now, luckily, it was only a couple of people. The vast majority of the world understands that the Drunk of the Week segment is shit and it's been shit for a long time. And anybody who's really getting up in arms about getting rid of that, girlfriend, you got, you got priority issues. And I don't even want to deal with those priority issues. You sure? Now, I'm happy to take a, a good, funny, drunk phone call. And if you've earned it, I'll give you Drunk of the Week for it. But but for me to sit here and I just... 
it was ridiculous to me what ensued uh, with a couple of people just going nuts after the program about me considering canceling Drunk of the Week. And when you and when you went off into personal attacks about people who have made this program what it is, fuck you. Well, and that's what it was. You were considering doing it, and these people rose up and gave a bunch of drunk shit, which is the reason why you were considering getting rid of it in the first place. You proved it, you, they proved your point. They did. It was, it's terrible. And there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger in people who do that. And now you've given it to me. Yeah. Now, now you know, I, I thought I could end therapy sometime soon. Now i got to go through free therapy for another month. I thought this was therapy. I was writing up a bill for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. Casey, I got more feedback, hey, by the way. But uh, I need therapy now because of that shit. Oh, my fucking God. They laid it off on us. You know, I don't like it. I, I don't like it. Doc inherited I'm the negativeness. I've always encouraged criticism about the show and the ideas that we're doing here that's fine but people that don't tell me that you're my bro and then talk about my actual bros and by the, and people at large will you please take a look at at your criteria for what you call people friends i mean why are we all family now after five minutes just i just want you to think about it that's all i want you to spend a little time and go do I really know that person that I'm now saying is the best person on the planet and they're my bro? And Get to know each other. Spend a little time together. But why? Are you, I can see what you're doing in my feed. So, <laughs> There's no need for that. Drives me nuts. I'm pretty sure that this needs to end up on some kind of a feelings calendar. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a whole new feelings this calendar. This is a feelings yeah, month. It's a rage calendar. <laughs> it's like a feelings comet. I, I think this needs to end. <laughs> You need Doc's to end. Like sitting here, skin's crawling. Oh yeah, I hate this shit. Doc, you're part of. You encourage this, Stevo. You, you're just stop you, it. I'm not buying into this. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I Doc, got my eye on you. Doc's good at deflecting. That was real <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, no. You're you're one of these guys. Doc, is Switzerland. No. Everybody's my bro. No. Oh, I met you. You're my bro. We're bros. You get it wrong. I am the most awesome person they've ever met. <laughs> so so you are actually their bro. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're right. not wrong about you. And I'm good about that. All right. I like that. All right, let's go to... Uh, I just don't like... Casey's online one. Uh, he hates uh, Drunk of the Week. Casey, go ahead, please. Hey, best friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I wanted to agree with getting rid of Drunk of the Week. And to show my support, I am revoking... My win of Drunken Week. I think that my Drunk of the Week was very shitty, but... Well, <laughs> well don't make my life more I wanna difficult. Have, I want to get the soundboard back with uh, with Moscow. I thought that was pretty badass. I mean, uh, personally, so I You can't it. trade one bad Fox thing for another. Caps. You're also one of three people who wants the soundboard uh, back. There are three people who man. like Drunk of the Week and three people who like the soundboard. Okay, I don't They're care. the same person. It's not the soundboard part. I just want to see Moscow smile again. Moscow's not a happy young man. No, he's got that... You almost called him a uh, It's not sad. It's not happy. <laughs> I did not. I will get to that in a, in a minute also. All it's right, Casey. Stoic. Thank you for your support of Canceling Drunk stoic. of the Week. It's a little sad, actually. Yeah. kind of looks like you kicked his puppy in the balls. Yeah. Well, so in, well in, he thought it was real radio. So you strangled his puppy with a kitten. <laughs> 
Now, Moscow knew going into it that the soundboard was an experiment. You know, a lot of things happen off the air that people don't know about. Moscow brought up the soundboard years ago when we were doing the FM show, and and I vetoed it. I said it's not my thing. I, I don't like it. Uh, and I think we even tried it. A and couple he times. Uh, a little bit, and, yeah. and but I didn't. Learn I didn't give it much of a. Uh, I was. Our, I went in predisposed to not liking it, and I didn't give it much effort. And 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 he made an argument for it, and I I said, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but it's not my thing. I don't, I don't want it. Well, it came up again later, and he said, I really think I can help. And I know he was actually recording things that you guys were saying here on the show. And I thought, well, you know, we're, we're gonna do, we're gonna do it again. And, and so Moscow knew going in that it that it was an experiment. Well, when this drunk of the week thing got posted on, on the on the forum, and you yeah. can go read it there. By the way, this is not like the normal thing where I'm responding to a whole bunch of negative feedback. It's like one person in the forum or two people wrote this, and the rest of the people who responded to the drunk of the week thread feel exactly the same way I do, which is call in drunk if you're funny and if if you if you win. That's the other side. If of you it. win it, great. Call call in. The phones are open now yeah. to everybody. I, I would never cancel you drunks right. from being able to call in. I just not going to make a whole segment out of it. And, well, it ended up coming up that uh, people, there were a lot of, not just, you know, people who weren't fans of the soundboard, but but were personally attacking Moscow about, it. like, <laughs> the thing is, though, that's kind of been going on for years. Like, all of us have had to really take our fair share of personal attacks. Oh, yeah. no. I don't actually consider them personal attacks, but my skin's a little thicker than most, but a lot of yeah. people are like, yeah, you fucking retard. Why did you do this? And it happens to me about twice a week with why is the new episode not available? You fucking asshat. You, a lot of them, they do get personal in the sense they go, you know, how can you even run a successful company? You can't even get a website up to date. You can't even, oh, you, you wouldn't, you'd be surprised at the, the things, but I, I could give a shit because these people, I don't know them and they have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Well, Moscow, I think this might be a little bit of a first exposure to that kind of real personal attack um so you know uh, welcome to the club in, in a sense welcome to the club i have to admit that what i found amusing is in moscow's response in the thread he, he's like bringing up palestine and the jews and, and, I, and it's, a, it's a drug of the week conversation and he's like well this is like when the the, the jews are persecuted and i don't know that's not what i said uh, what should we read it? Yeah, I, read I agree it. with you. That Go it's ahead not, and read I, it. No, no, it's probably not, on the soundboard, Moscow. I'm not saying I'm right, so I'm not saying we should read it to prove me right. I'm saying you're. I'm paraphrasing clearly, but there was a whole thing that I just felt like. Wait a minute, aren't we talking about a soundboard here? And, and now we're talking about Palestine. I don't. It was his first public, I think, re, like really re, big reaction to getting shit on. I see, and it's it it will the happen again. again. It will happen again. It's going to happen. It's again happened to me for now. eight years, and it fucking sucks. But I love doing it? what I'm doing, so... It's yeah, I thought about reading the forum the other day, but I didn't do it. Don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. <laughs> I've actually terrible. never read the forum. Actually, Justin. that's not true. It's not terrible. Yeah. It's great. It's full of a lot of great information, and most of the people are great. But there could be some that, great stuff. There's there that one sure. fucking bad apple that just likes to shit on everybody. But who cares is kind of my point. Right. But, right. And, and this is what I want to say to you, Moscow, is that this is not the consensus, and, and the forum is never the consensus. And I, I definitely think that, that you shouldn't take it so much to heart, and... and are they personal attacks? Yes. Well, but you it, don't know these people. It's Who just, gives a uh, shit? I, I, it's tough behind the keyboard kind of garbage. I mean, it's, it's well, just well, typical for a forum. Yeah, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't take it personally. Why wouldn't I? Because you don't know these people. Who cares? It doesn't matter if Who I know them Who cares what they think? Who cares what they think? They're, I do. Why? Sorry. I, I, why wouldn't I? Because you don't know. They have no effect on your life. They, they, they have no I, effect I, on your that's outlook not true. on life. Yes, they, they do. Why? Don't let well, them. because don't this let is my sh- day job. It's like blood in the water. They smell it, and they're just going to jump back on it. You, you can't let them do that to you. 
Uh, if the, the, I'll tell you who matters in your day job is the people who keep you at your day job. And if it was all that bad, you wouldn't have a day job. These people, they don't, you know. The guys who are going to send you the one email personally attacking you? Yeah, well, that's a whole other element, too, which is the people at the day job. I got zero support from everybody in this room, too. So that's that's an element of it, too. Like, maybe it wouldn't have been as bad if there was some support from the Yeah, the but nobody liked the soundboard. Yeah, that, okay, well... That you just restated what I said in a different sentence. Well, <laughs> no, actually, I but said you, you I wanted to say, yeah. but that would have been false support. It, nobody was personally attacking you here. We just didn't like the soundboard, no. and you don't want false support. You don't want someone to go, "Well, they're beating Moscow down, so I like the soundboard." If they think that genuinely that's bad radio, you don't want us to do that. Well, it's confusing to me then because I, then I don't know you guys honestly. Like, if you have that opinion about something that I. I, I, it's inconceivable that that, yeah. that 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 would be something that there's just it's it's a zero like then I then I don't know you I don't well but that's like nobody likes JP and he's been here for years right I've been here for <laughs> no I, that's not what no, I mean I know. Uh, JP has flopped joke after flop joke and nobody laughs at them when they're not funny we look at him and we make fun of him we tell him how retarded that joke was and it's it's really the equivalent if we don't like the soundboard we should say that to you and it's not a personal attack and then it's no, no, not no. that you don't know it's you either. not liking the soundboard is not a personal attack no uh, no I, I what i got uh via email that was personal attacks was personal attacks i make a distinction between right. criticism and personal attack uh, and and i'm not disagreeing with you on that front i guess all i'm saying is i've seen those things happen for years and i think most of the people that write them they don't even think they're personal attacks, even though clearly they are. I'm not arguing with you they're about just, whether they're... They're just trying to be in on the joke like we are in the studio. Right. Sometimes, although sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they are just clearly yeah. malicious, too. We, we'll have a talk about, about how to handle people, <laughs> because it, it will never go away. Now... You have to come to terms with it. I think what should be overwhelming to you and the rest of us about the, the forum thread is that it actually was all in support uh, of our ideas, minus the the soundboard (laughs) nobody was in support of the soundboard but that's okay it's just an idea that we tried and the best thing that you said in your response moscow was you know what you should be ashamed or or worried about is the day we stop trying new ideas and the day that we stop putting out a new game or the new soundboard or the new or the new whatever the new song that's the day you should be worried about us because that means we don't give a shit and and moss i think that people supported you about that and i think you couldn't have been more concise or right about the sentiment. I think that that also explained your unemotional view of the situation, which is that we gave the soundboard a go. It's not a fit for a show. No fucking big deal. The point is good radio. And I know that you feel that way. However, when you're fielding personal attacks and jizz on your face in JP's case, it's hard to it's hard to weave that stuff when yeah. it's all coming down at once. And also uh, dye your hair. But... <laughs> Normally, I've come on the program and just defended and just gone, look at you guys all got to take it and you got to shut your mouth. But yeah. this, in this case, the listeners kind of pissed me off too. And, uh, and by the listeners, I mean the two people. Right. <laughs> so there's two people. The rest of you were like, yep. Okay. I'll go through the rest of the feedback now and you'll see what I'm talking about. Justin, do you talk this much in therapy? Shut up. Because I'm, I'm thinking free ain't it. Um, yeah. Yeah, we have here. a phone call. Yeah. Double. It's an international call. Oh. There's a lot of anger in this room right now, and um, I'll take it. There's a, a listener who wants to sue this. Looks like Blobberglop wants to sing us a song. Hi, Blobby. Hi, hi, Justin. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, would you like to sing us a soothing song to settle the emotions in the room? 
I think that's appropriate, isn't it? Because there's a lot of uh, feelings. <laughs> I do think it is appropriate. Do you mind if I put my glasses on so I have a new view on life? Yeah, I think that would be a very good idea. Thank you. Let's do it now, please. Okay, so I want to, um, first of all, I want to help you all in, uh, in understanding that, um, you know, I don't know what I'm saying here, but... Just sing anyways, the fucking I- song, Blobber. <laughs> Are you are you angry, Justin? We should we should cancel all of Blobber's introductions. <laughs> Get rid of them all and just go right to the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I want to uh, resurrect uh, uh, guest Blobber's song, and also I love you all, and um, and uh, I understand, and I don't know what's going on, but anyways, I know there's a lot of hate going on right now. But I understand. Yeah, I love it. Uh, see, Moscow, and, uh, this is what I, I expect feel I need to sing I a expect, song. I too. expect for you to be vague and misunderstanding, yet yet understanding. <laughs> <laughs> and when you can do that, Moscow, you've you've really landed. <laughs> no, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta get used to wearing glasses. Right in the middle of your point, you take them off. And when you do that, Moscow... No, it's, when you do that, Moscow, off with the glasses Got gesture, yeah, okay. like, you've like, landed. Like that Hitler video, when he takes the glasses off and everybody waits for his next response. I like it. That's another reason for me to get glasses. Blobber, go ahead, please. Okay, so... <laughs> and, 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 and if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew... Is this the song? You would see yeah. the biggest gift would be from me, and the card that Dutch would say... It's a golden girl. Oh, man. Is it? Thank, thank you, you for, for being, being a friend. A friend. Yes. yes, thank you for you being a that? friend. Come on, how do you not know that? No, thank you for being a friend. Now, listen to me, Is that Justin. Now, thank you for yeah. being a friend. Now, yeah, thank you're, you. You're not friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know you. <laughs> Fuck you in the eye. I've met you, what, eight or nine times? <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Oh, no, Betty White's still alive. That a girl. Can we do this song of being an eight? It's the easy bass line. Yeah. Do, 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 do. If you threw a sing it. party. Yes, sing it, Blobby. Oh, I will. And we know the chorus. All right. Thank you, Blobber. You've lightened the mood. No problem, Sorry man. You broke See you at your NHC, my brother. Day. I will oh. do, and love you. Love you. Yeah, I do love Bevo. Or, or, I do love Bevo and Blobber. Thank you for buying the pins. Isn't that Terrence's favorite show? Yes. I was out of them last night. I don't think I should wear these glasses because it's worse. My vision is worse when I take them off. That's the problem with glasses. They don't take them off. They're a crutch. Uh, All right. Bob writes in, what up, bitches? Long time uh, podcast listener. Can never catch live shows. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Love hearing Drunk of the Week calls, but lately they've been shitty. Uh, Last few years, really. Occasionally you'll get a good one, like someone talking about their dead dog and a BJ uh, or something like that. I agree with this guy. And I have to listen to 10, but I have to listen to 10 boring ones to get to it. So I like the idea of we'll accept drunk calls, but no drunk of the week idea. So I get JP from Bob. There's a man who listened to what, what I said on the last show. He was the only one. <laughs> the only one. Cranny writes in, the way I see it, there are a couple options for what to do about Drunk of the Week. Have Bevo actually screen calls. Don't just say who is on which line, but find out if the caller has something interesting to say. How about you should suck my balls? (laughs) Theoretically, that will eliminate the... 
hey, uh, hello, uh, hi, hello. Phone call responses. Who's but that? let's face it, Bebo has trouble getting who is on which line correct. So that leaves option number two. Get False. rid of that piece of shit segment. Cheers from Karani. Uh, a good assessment of our of our talents here in the <laughs> studio, Cranny. <laughs> and I don't know if his name was actually Tranny, but that's it's what not, I heard. It's Cranny, not whatever. Tr- it's Tranny now, and he can still suck you know my what? balls. It's okay. You're not friends. We're not friends. You're not I am, friends. And if we are friends on Facebook, I'm unfriending you. Everybody's a everybody's got a best friend that they never met. It's, just, it's ridiculous. Then we would never have gotten. Who's this? <laughs> Stefan writes in. Stefan. Give Drunk of the Week the axe. All your points were valid, Justin. Despite all the shit we give Moscow, he's done well in producing some entertaining segments, such as Bruise Line and Beer News. Uh, I'm sure you guys will think of something good to replace Drunk of the Week. Uh, Maybe just give Doc a page full of tongue twisters at the end of the show. (laughs) That should be sufficient. You he doesn't have to give him a tongue twister. Oh, he doesn't trip over his words enough normally. You know what? I'm going to take that personally. Little jab. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jimmy writes in, my vote is to kill off Drunk of the Week. Thank you from Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. That's Jimmy Orkin, by the way. Concise, clear, oh. and to the point. Not a boy, Jimmy. All right. Chris from Newport, Oregon writes in, uh, I'm going to do something no one else has done. Complain. <laughs> Uh, but not about the brewcasters, rather the listeners that are getting butt hurt over the drunk of the week dilemma. I agree with ending it. 99% of the time, I'd rather blowtorch my nipples off than listen to the callers. Uh, <laughs> but that 1% of the time. Yeah. He's like, I'll keep my nipples off. Oh, that was a mistake. Full <laughs> <laughs> regret. Oh, shit. I wish I didn't do that. Norma, call the cops. Yeah. I need to go away. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you <laughs> you have to go pretty far back in the archive before you can find good, consistent Drunk of the Week material. Also, everyone trying to rip JP apart with negativity need to lay off. He's a very fragile flower <laughs> that requires all of our love. Wow. I take that. I take offense to that. After last week's show, I have decided to become a recurring donor. Uh, uh, once I create a PayPal account this week. <laughs> uh, love you guys, and thanks for what you've done. Sent for my drunken fingers, Chris from Newport. Uh, you don't love us. You don't, you, even, know you don't us. even know me. You can't create a pay ca- PayPal account. You can't hate JP when you don't know him. Get to know right. him. And then hate him. You know what's going to happen is people are going to come up to me and they're going to talk, they're going to go, you know, they're going to bring up some bullshit like, oh, now, now we're not allowed to be friends. Now. Yeah, for And sure. I'm just going to have to go, come on, why don't you listen to what I said? I, I, I'm happy to meet all of you. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying spend a little time with people before you decide if they're your fucking bro. Or then it's going to be like, hey, do you want to hang out? Because I really want to get to well, know you. Well, all of a sudden you're you know? going to be somebody's godfather and, and you get this kid on your doorstep because their dad died. Yeah, and the kid is half black and you hardly even know their dad. Hey, hey, they, know? Don't, they, don't, they don't get as much money, but they'll get some money. Right. Next time you want to cancel a segment, don't do it right before NHC. You're going to get a chance to talk about this <laughs> I know. all week next week. I know. Oh, and, good point. Oh. And I'm telling you, my aunt... Go ahead, Tasty. Just another take on it. When yeah. I see all 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 my buddies in NHC, I'm your bro. Uh, okay, exactly. Bullshit. Let's start there. Yeah, bullshit for sure. <laughs> Just so we were clear, you know I never what? liked any of you in the first place. <laughs> I'm with Tasty. Everybody bullshit. there is, is my bro. We're yeah. gonna work down from yeah, there. Yeah, we're gonna, they're, bullshit. They're your bros. Exactly. They're your bros there. But right. they don't stalk you on Facebook and send you drunken messages six, eight times a day. No, they, do. they don't do I get, that. I get those a lot. Hey, Justin, no, well, Justin, if you I sort of like kind of ran into Bono on the street <laughs> down there, and not Martina, my bro. <laughs> no. yeah, Bono t- is no you, bro. You wouldn't tell him everything about him. You know, 
KTG brought this up to me because she was the one who was kind of pointing out, you know, people listen to you on the show and, and they know you even if you don't know them. And and I, I did stop and think about it for a second, and I, but I know that as a part of radio. But here's my answer. Fuck no. I would never presume to actually know somebody. I know the it's, songs he's written. Oh. I know the articles he's been quoting in. I don't know anything about what he does with his free time. I don't know how he is with his family. I, I don't know how he is. I forgot. I would never presume to be his bro. Would I tell him I'm his biggest fan and I know a lot about him? You bet your ass. Okay. Thank you, Justin. Wait, it doesn't have to be with the, yes, I do know you. It's, it's how you think you do. Right, but then and I got to get these things like, I love you like a bro. You should think about how you used to be. Are we going there again? Because you're asking me to. You're no, not. You're you're, what, you're mixing up my words. No, what I'm saying is, it's from their point. Everybody does know us really well. I'm fine with that. Okay. I said I'm fine with that. And in fact, I'm, I love hanging out with those people and talking about the things we have in common. Yes. But I'm not going to go away and say that dude's the greatest guy I've ever met. I'm tired of people doing that. Like, oh, they're so oh, wonderful. No, no, you don't know. I don't know them. But you can't do it that way, but they can do it the other way. They can't. I might go home and beat the shit out of KTG. Nobody knows that. They don't know that about me. I might beat the crap out of her. I could be the worst person they've ever met. If you don't already, you should think about it. (laughs) Hey, Kate, it's coming. (laughs) Right. Especially after tonight. And so am I. (laughs) All right. uh, I got a couple more. Uh, Witbox writes in, uh, U.S. hats want gems and and some calls to shoot a bunch of guns. Uh, which was the best of almost any drunk of the week. And the very next show, your vages start leaking and gunplay gets eliminated. Fuck you guys and your flip-flop bullshit. Telling some guy to piss on his wife while she sleeps is okay, and shooting guns is crossing the line. Figure out what you want and stop this California pussy-ass nanny networks bullshit. (laughs) Fucking unreal, little bitches. Nanny networks. Was I absent that week? (laughs) Uh, I must have been. He does make a, a good point in this email. I have no comment. Well, I <laughs> I don't remember it going down that way. I, 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 I remember going, we didn't say don't shoot guns, but you've got to be safe about it, and we're worried about it. No, th- we pretty I, much I backtracked. that way. Essentially, a listener wrote an email concerned, and I thought they made a valid point. We had a drunk of the week where someone shot off a shotgun, and we thought, oh, it, was okay. the, we thought it was the best thing ever. It was. And... During the week, I got an email, a personal email from a listener that said, hey, I just, I wonder, and it was a very nice email, I wonder if you guys should question the safety of of encouraging your listeners while they're inebriated to be handling firearms. And uh, right. and I, I thought it was a valid point. Yeah. I mean, when you go to the shooting range, you're not drunk. Oh, and there's, high as a motherfucker. And there's a hundred different <laughs> safety laws that you have to follow. Yeah. And firearms, so I... I actually, I genuinely thought the person had a good point, and we came back, and we didn't retract drunk of the week or anything from the person because it was still funny. In fact, we said, "I'm sorry, it was still funny." But I thought, you know, you're right. I, I probably in my position should not be encouraging people to get drunk and handle firearms. Well, then you're a pussy, apparently. Oh, what a California. No, no, and then a couple weeks that. later, I asked somebody to piss on their wife. But that's safe. I mean, it's, right? You know, Daryl. Well, he wasn't holding the shotgun. <laughs> Yes, it was. Well, no. maybe, he might have been. Maybe he was. You don't know. <laughs> or she went and held still for him to piss on her. I don't even remember the context of why I would ask someone to piss on their wife, but I'm proud yeah, of myself. Well, for doing I don't it. think you did. <laughs> I probably you did. 
yeah. I, I seem, don't think it was you. I seem to remember this coming up a few times, and we've stopped people from firing weapons. Right. A couple of times during Junk of the Week calls. Yeah, that, that's not a good idea. Firing it's weapons is good. Probably not a good idea. I feel like this is the flashback show in Golden Girls when they go back to all the memorable <laughs> moments, and we're, just, and we're having to reflect on the different what? Drunk of the Week calls. I call them Golden Girls, and they don't remember. Are we about How to die or something? Yeah. Those are those throwaway shows where they're all sitting in one room. Remember the time, and then you just go to the flashback, yes. so it takes an yeah. hour to shoot, and then everyone has the day off. That's, yeah, so I figured yeah. it was on vacation. Can we week, do that? Honestly. We can need to do that. Can We're we on vacation that? right now. We'll need the soundboard back. All right, one more. Your mom writes in, uh, <laughs> sure, <Your> mom. Can- <laughs> sure, cancel it. I agree with all your criticisms. Uh, you, Jay, said you were thinking about uh, this from the viewer's perspective, but consider replacing the segment with another that allows the casters to have free reign, to do or say whatever they want. I think that's what's been fucking happening for the last 45 minutes. Uh, well, not mostly you. That's fine. That's what he means by the broadcasters. <laughs> he means me. Uh, you may be focusing too much on the caller's specific contributions during Drug of the Week. Consider all the gems that you've gotten from Tasty and Doc during even bad calls. Uh, Scott's gems are great, but don't allow for the free-reigned ass hattery. Uh, do the inherent game structure. I don't know what he's talking about now. Uh, we need a new wide-open segment that really allows for unscripted content. If you break it down, unscripted content that is actually genuine is by far the best and strongest point of differentiation between you and ordinary radio. Um, what about a bi-weekly talent show from callers that eliminate the how's it going banter? Shut up and get on the tricycle, fucker. <laughs> uh, We've tried that with the asking for song submissions or anything, and we don't get anything except for Sugar Valley Brewer. Well, he does make a point about live content. And that's the, the calls brought that to the table, of but course. they were declining in, con- in But I'm not right. eliminating again, that portion. Exactly. Right. That's still on the table. <laughs> Calls yeah. are still relevant. Notice we haven't had a single call. We had one, and he just wanted clarification, because he was a first-time listener. Yeah. First-time live listener, and he was like, so I can't call in drunk? And I was like, no. On a scale of one to ten, how drunk are you? And he said he was a six, and I said, good. Pound a couple beers and call me back when you're an eight. <laughs> Not a girl, Bevo. Look at her screen and phone calls. Uh, yeah, so that's suck my balls. <laughs> You can call in drunk, but, not, but that, don't let that be the reason you're calling it. Right. Or be hella drunk. Or be hella drunk. Hella drunk. And talented. <laughs> hella. Stupid. You say that? This is dedicated to you, Moscow. You're like my B. Arthur. No. At least try to smile. <laughs> Come on, try to smile. Was, Get wasn't, over she, it. wasn't she the whore among them all? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what, she yeah. Was. Blanche Moscow puts out. Is it Blanche? Dubois. I'm Blanche. Blanche Dubois. Blanche Dubois. I'm worried that Moscow has jumped the shark. A little I, over it. Yeah, I got to tell you, you're over uh, your producer role or the bitching that you're getting. Yes. Uh oh. Uh oh. Great. Oh dear. See what you've done, listeners. <laughs> Don't blame the listeners. It's your... You've lost the fire. Consider this. I'm super introspective, and I'm going to get all meta on you right now, bro. <laughs> See, we're just proving to you it's our show, not yours, Justin. Is hey, that a I, song? Hey, well, I heard you like content, bro, so I put content in your content. <laughs> 
Listen, I encourage listeners who think that this was a, a segment born of a bunch of other listeners, and it really wasn't. I also encourage Moscow to go back and read the thread. It's uh, in the Sunday session part of the forum that says, how's about the end of fucking Sunday session? And you'll find uh, not only a bunch of support for getting rid of Drug of the Week, but a bunch of support of what a wonderful job Moscow has done as a producer in there, despite yes. whatever uh, shitty emails he may have got. And despite the look on his face. And, Who wrote that? <laughs> A lot of people because a ton it. of that <laughs> stuff is behind the scenes. I mean, they can make him a punching bag on the show or whatnot, but that's uh, my job, <laughs> right? Obviously. That was my biggest offense about. It. I was like, hey, I can tell JP's a lazy douchebag, but he's my JP, not well, yours. And Moscow's F and G, right? He's the fucking new guy, yeah. Relatively speaking, so people sure. are. That's how people warm up on this program, and you got to deal with it, yeah. Or you block him from social media, like I did, Steve. <laughs> Suck a dick, bro. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's all we have for uh, feedback today. What a great, Awkward. what a great feedback. <laughs> what a great I think we did session. Great. I think that's you know a round of applause. Compelling. Hey. Yeah. Uh, call your therapist. Tell them you don't need him this week. <laughs> I don't, right? By the uh, way, did you read that piece of feedback where they were shitting on you for the shotgun sound effect? I just read that. Oh, you did? did you, I didn't oh, hear that Oh, maybe it was part. the end of it. Uh, maybe. Like, click, click. Oh, that's a good question. Did people ever used to shit on you back when, when you yes. did sound effects? Yes. 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 Here's, yeah, here, oh, here it is. It's at the end of the one I just read about the making a new segment. Uh, I, I skipped it because it was more shit for Moscow, too, <laughs> JP. So thanks for... You're welcome. Uh, thank you for the death of the soundboard. It was horrendous from the very beginning. Slap Scott for me. He doesn't mean that personally. No. Uh, I wouldn't mind if I never heard the shotgun sound effect either. You're better than that. At least you should be. What? The, the shotgun sound effect? I've always liked it. It's I did too. I've always hated the oh, fucking see, shotgun what, sound effect. I don't even have What's it. What's that clicking noise? I've yeah. thought several times during tonight's Fuck show. Yeah. Oh, that, that it should, we should play it, right? There should have been a shotgun sound effect. <laughs> see, the shotgun sound effect is perfect. We used to have... Moscow, w- you're wrong about that one. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get into the fighter point. The fighter point is I'm right and you're wrong, Moscow. No, Moscow, there's a good example. It used to be called Beer Information, right? It <laughs> that tried that bad. for a while. Right. And it, that, that was not a good one. one. That's, that's, that was, that's when we that were was, first getting into it. I thought it was kind of uh, funny, but yeah. It, it faded into obscurity. Right. And here's what happened. I was encouraged by the same couple of people who sent feedback. They're like, oh, yeah, that one's funny. That's funny. So uh, Push even produced the sound effect. And then, so I thought, great, I should use this. Every time it was like the, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's it was terrible. Yeah, it was screeching halt to right. the show. Like Brind- Brindleson or it somebody happens. like that would be in the middle of n- dropping some great knowledge, and then and it goes. Everyone always uses you know, the Howard Stern show as like the the comparison to why you should play sound effects. That you know, no, any any radio show on the planet. There okay. are tons. Well, for my example, everyone uses the Howard Stern show <laughs> as an example to to the thing, right? And even Howard, multiple times throughout the twenty five years he's been on, he tells Fred to shut the fuck up. He right. tells him to stop because it's irritating. Uh, Fred's a genius. Uh, yes, but you're right. There's there's, so there's it, it happens. There you need to have an interplay, but it's fine. It is fine. Now what? I think we're done. Yay! It's real sweaty in here, dude. I'm no, really you're, sweaty. No, you're it sweaty. It is late. Can I take my shirt Yo. off? Yo. Did, did you guys turn off the AC down there? Somebody did. Probably for that stupid baby. Did we talk baby. about dildos yet? 
Yeah. Yes. Oh. Let's see. Dildos and, are remember covered. Butt plugs? Uh, Beer Smith okay. is covered. Everybody's covered. Oh, Thanks yeah, to all of yeah, our sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Where can we find a list of beers for the uh, what's going to be on tap for NHBNA8? Why don't you tell me? Go to Facebook. Ah, phillytaphunter.com. There you go. Slash, and then I'm sure you can search for the yeah. 8 or something. Or like just that. go to our Facebook page, and it's right there. Go to the Brewing Network, uh, philly.eventbrite.com, and buy tickets to BNA8. We still have a Twitter game to do. Also. And what was our Twitter game today? Twitter game was, uh, what do you not like about craft beer? What do you dislike? <clears throat> what gets your hackles up? I can't what sticks afford in it. your craw? I can't afford as much as I want. That wins. You win. You get a fucking t-shirt that's two sizes too small. So you only got like two responses or 200? I got a bunch. Okay. I kind of figured. Some funny, some are very legitimate. You well, did narrow them down as usual, I hope. I, I did. Thank I you. did, but okay. it was very hard. I think I have like six. Read the okay. good ones, belittle the, the bad ones. <laughs> Give us Thank the, you for the advice. Give yeah. us the six. I will tell you how to fill a cavity later. Uh, Mrs. <laughs> Panther Hollow says... Uh, I'll be better at the it. Need, she hates the need to use every food ingredient to make it different. Okay. I agree with that one. Effing Beer says, like Drunk of the Week, too many boring or terrible ones before you find something worth talking about. Hmm. Golden Pint says, the correlative increase in hop puns. Hoptimus Maximus! <laughs> Shit. Yeah, those suck. Those are the best yeah. ones? Cur- <laughs> <laughs> I'm stalled out. He yeah. stalled me out. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. So Not tell bad. us how you're going to fill a cavity there. <laughs> you might be better at it. It's like the non sequitur from hell. The fuck does that mean? Chris Coleman writes the least. His least favorite thing is the hype driving the sheeple to line up for hours. Okay. Which, you know, whatever. This one's um, too serious. It is too serious. Uh, Jeannie McGuire says, it's not easy to find craft beer in small towns. <laughs> she, doesn't like, she doesn't like that. I kind of like it. I like that one, yeah. too. Uh, Jim DeVos says, people who hate on light American lager, it's not supposed to have a lot of flavor. Okay. Right? I mean, I think it's because a lot of craft beer goes, you fizzy yellow beer. Well, yeah, that's the that's the point. You However, if you that, make an IPA and go, it's too bitter, it's, that's the style. You don't like IPAs then. But that's what he doesn't like about craft beer drinkers, not what he doesn't like about craft beer. I, th- I think, I'm, I'm assuming maybe he meant craft beer marketing, but mm. that's just me because that's what I want it to be. Uh, okay. Monster Mash writes, the pubs with two-thirds of the board's dedicated IPAs. Try drinking something else, assholes. I know that's your vote. No, not at all, actually. That's my vote. Scott Shake it wrote, uh, not enough zany mascots. <laughs> and that's it. Well, they're pretty good. Some of them. Not yeah. all of them. Some of them. <laughs> oh my god, stop. <laughs> You're not even talking. <laughs> Sounds like a mixtape I, I had. Fucking middle school. Very badly. Can we just stop this nonsense? I don't I don't have a preference on these ones. JP, you pick. Who's the winner of the Twitter game? Can I pick? Doc, go ahead and pick. I hate them all. <laughs> that's J- not, then, that's JP, not a... you pick uh, who you like. I like the IPA board. Uh, I'm going Jeannie McGuire. It's not easy to find them in small towns. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was Moscow's pick because Moscow needs some lifting up. That's true. Everybody hug Moscow on his no, way no, out of the room. No, if we had a, uh, what, if a hug, what if the hug includes a reach around? I, well, now I'm listening. 
Bevo, give him. See, what if the hug includes uh, boobs on your back? Thanks. Not even a smile from boobs on the back. He smiled. All right. Uh, I'll make him smile later. We are off next week and the week after because we're going to the National Home Brewers Conference, but you'll still find content coming to thebrewingnetwork.com, also in the form of live stuff over on justin.tv slash brewingnetwork. I do have to find out about the uh, internet connection, which I will have JP notify you via Mm. Facebook and TwitTwat. So we're we're not entirely gone from your lives, which I know you find um, extremely important, especially after tonight's show. Especially after tonight's show. I encourage you all to evaluate your friendships and get rid of people. <laughs> that's yeah. my close. That's my uh, that's my sign off. Your main purge your yeah. friend. The episode name. Yeah, stop pretending that everybody's your best friend. All right, Jip, yep. are you ready to get us out of here? Let's go. That's what they say. New best friend. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Check out the fast, deteriorating mind of an idiot. Follow Major Jip on Twitter. Scott is there as well. If he's not counting all of his money, follow him at Moscow Paints. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. If you're going to NHC, be sure to pick up your BNA8 ticket. Go to brewingnetworkphilly.eventbrite.com. Production director on the session is Push Eject. Tonight's show has been produced by the skillful Scott Moskowitz. If you've heard anything of value, it didn't come from JP. Your call screener and candy crush devotee has been Bevo. And your host, as always, is Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brew Network on Facebook and blah, blah, blah. Sky and winning the race, JP does great as his cherry.